tell you what's mysterious. Huh? The doors opened outwards, but the rush of wind came inwards. Because they said, so the spirits will be confused and cannot follow you. Actually, a child spirit was following me for two weeks. Uh, I had recurring nightmares. I was coughing blood. This ghost is called uh, Pinang Lum. It's not the hantu, it's always the EMF. Does that count as the first one? Uh, no. Yeah, like EMF, EMF does that count? Alright, drink, drink, drink. Is there anyone here? What did you find? You are listening to Supernatural Confessions. Supernatural Confessions is a safe space for anyone who have had a paranormal encounter and want to be able to tell their story to a community who will not ridicule them. Some of us have experienced the unexplainable ourselves, while the rest of us simply enjoy listening to ghost stories. If you or someone you know have had an encounter to share, get in touch with us through our website, supernaturalconfessions.com. Sawatikab, welcome to the Supernatural Confession Thai Special. We're telling many, many ghost stories from Thailand. Thai ghost, Singapore ghost, same, same but different. Today we have handsome guest, nine FC alumni, Eugene To, ET. We all love him long time. Every time he say EMF, na, you must ding, okay? Now you listen to podcast. Kapun krap. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Friday Night Live. Hello, hello. <laughs> and uh, with us, you have your host, uh, that's Jonathan Lim and myself, Eugene Tay. So if you are very new to our channel, welcome to mm. Supernatural Confessions. If there's anyone there who's brand new today, please give us a shout so we can welcome you. And some of you are new again for the first time. Today. This week. <laughs> so, yes, like Nevin Network, for example, mm. who is asking what happened to Eugene's hair. Come, Eugene, explain what happened to your hair. I don't know, guys. My just my hair just seemed to have a life of its own. It, it grows and it. some days it's good. Some days it's just not so good. I have no idea how to deal with wow. it. Must be the hair too. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay, I just want to ask who was first because now it's a huge mystery every week, right? Because mm. now the YouTube thing doesn't allow us to access the beginning of the chat. So those of you who are in at the beginning, please let us know, okay, who deserves to be celebrated as first. Mm. On my chat is Alsatian Adrian Chua. But oh, wow, WSA is saying first. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay, okay. So, what? A work safety <laughs> work safety authority. Yeah? All right. Well done. Thank you for keeping our workplaces safe. <laughs> All right. What? John, louder. Am I louder? Yeah, you're loud. I, need... I pump out the volume. Do I need already. to be loud? Okay, thank yeah. you. Tiambo. Uh, Tiambo, I can't see me. Okay, never mind. All right. Abel, can you hear me now? Okay, good. Chris Pilgrim, greetings from London. Hey, hey, hey. It's good morning. Hey, there. let us know if you're uh, listening in from overseas so we can say a special hi, a long distance hi. Yeah. Wow, so many, so, so many this week there. is actually a community choice week. <laughs> you know, uh, what does that mean? That Tell us what that means. Mm. How we all started, if many of you who are not yet on our Facebook group and you're listening to us on YouTube. So what happened mm. this week was someone posted on a story about Bangkok. Mm. 
their experiences. And then mm. someone else got inspired by that and says, hey, I got experience too. And then he or she posted because <laughs> most of them were, are posting anonymously. And then Kara, right. one of our moderators, right, says, hey, since there's all this uh, Bangkok stories that she has to approve and the team has to approve, mm. she started this hashtag SC Bangkok week. Nice. And then that opened up the floodgates and everyone's like, ah, throw back 10 years ago, throw back 16 years ago. So there's a lot of people with Bangkok stories and I, you know, and they were calling us out. It says, hey, this should be on Friday Night Live. Let's see what the hosts have to say about this. And mm. this week, we actually have Eugene To E.T., what a Hall of Famer, one of the uh, first era uh, hosts on Supernatural Confessions coming up here to dissect it. So if those of you who remember Eugene To, you remember something called the EMF. Electronic, uh, yeah, magnetic, electromagnetic field. I also forget. Really. So what we usually do is when he says EMF, we drink because at one point almost every conversation was an EMF. Uh, so he has a lot of I fans see. here tonight. I think with uh, I see it in the comment section like KK Hang and all that. Say welcome back. So okay. I think let's bring that man online. What do you say, John? All right, can can can. So, Mr. EMF himself, ladies and gentlemen, Eugene Toe, Master CSI. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been since you've been here? <laughs> someone in the group, someone in the group calculated nicely for you, right? How about thirty months? <laughs> thirty months. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh. So, how have you been keeping, man? Uh, wait, someone say can't hear okay, me. Okay, now can hear it. Oh, no. Ah, okay. What are that? You know why I cannot censor? Because you know why? It's not the hantu. It's always the EMF. So <laughs> they have to. Uh, 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 does that start, does that count as the first one? Uh, no. Yeah, like EMF. Yeah, have to drink count? it. In. All right, drink, drink, drink. <laughs> Cheers, mm. guys. Can hear or not? Or you, hear. I bring two bottles today. No, no all those fellas that cannot hear your belly drink first. <laughs> <laughs> if you see us drink, just drink, okay? Yeah. <laughs> all right, okay, man, man. Good evening, everyone. Great to be back. Um, <laughs> honestly, very rusty. Haven't been doing this for some time. Been really busy with uh, family and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, thank you guys, uh, uh, Tay and uh, John, for asking me to come <laughs> back this evening. Very wow. excited to see you here. Wow. We've been if wanting you... you to come back for so long, but you know, <laughs> uh, Friday is very precious to E.T. He has uh, his family mm -hmm. and all of his stuff. Yeah. What are you usually doing on a Friday night? When, me, when yeah. you're not with us. Around <laughs> this time, I sleep already. La. I jaga my Anna until I'm thorough already, tired already. That's why I sleep oh, uh. No more, No more what? Investigation. <laughs> toro, no, I sleep already. Hey, no, more, no more investigation already. La. What happened? No lah, if, if the hantu want to meet E.T., they have to kind of look for him lah. He's not going to go look for them already. Uh, yeah. Already, they want to meet me, they fix an appointment in the morning. Wow! wow. wow. Make a booking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, E.T., uh, yes, you, know, you remember Joel Goa or not? Yes, yes, yes. So Joel Goa, knowing that you have uh, coming back tonight, mm. he has designed a poster for us. Oh, come. Z, Z, Z. He's always with interesting stuff. Paranormal right? investigators. And then you oh, look no. so cool uh, with sunglasses and all that. Our profile pic on Facebook. Pair this of one... normal investigators. Oh, <laughs> some paranormal. This some paranormal. Oh, paranormal is what? Yeah, like. Paranormal. <laughs> Thank wow. you, Joel. Thank you, man. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> nice, nice. So nice cute. Uh. Yeah, very cute. <laughs> lots of love. Man. Lots of love. Wow. 
Wow, so tonight's topic is going to be like uh, huge and broad because there are so... How many? How many confessions do we have, Eugene? We have... Seven. Am I right? First time, unprecedented, the most number wow. of confessions in one Friday Night Live. Seven uh, confessions tonight. Are we going to make it to the end, man? I tell uh, you. I got finished at 12 o'clock. Uh, considering that we have no <laughs> featured co- uh, confessions uh, on YouTube today, we're moving some things around. So Friday mm. night seems to be always rushing for time. <laughs> so we are moving the, the Friday Night confe- uh, featured confessions to mm. Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And Friday Night Live can run a bit longer. Yay. And we got some more stuff out prepared for you. Lah. So I, I don't spot the surprise just yet. Mm. That's why I got <laughs> seven <laughs> stories. That's why I wear cap. I know my hair, more hair will fall off. <laughs> <That's the problem. laughs> okay, la, but the seven stories are all quite short. Lah. Quite yeah, short, yeah, short, very short, interesting yeah. stories. Yes. But the discussions will be long. Uh, mm. Because everyone's got something to say about Bangkok, right? right? You know, Bangkok so, is very close to our hearts. I mean, especially especially Tay. I'm sure he has a lot of things to talk about mm. Bangkok. Oh, I tell you <laughs> but that's the other kind of story. That's, <laughs> that is the Paria normal. Okay, those are the Paria normal ones. Okay. <laughs> EMF, gas EMF. Cancelled. Okay, no, yeah. gas cancelled. Ah, you said it again. You said it again. Mm. Hey, does it count when he randomly mentioned? Yeah, they, yeah. yes, it is. It does. <laughs> also yeah. count. That's uh, how I control the night. Yeah, <laughs> I need. That's more how Tim usually gets red face before the end of the night. No, there was a name, not red face. What was it? Tomato. <laughs> Tomato. Tomato. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so to kick off tonight, uh, also in uh, tribute to Kim, who always starts off with a joke, a kind of joke. I thought I will do do this one for you guys. So, this one is confession by Dinzi Sharif. I too had a very scary experience with Bangkok. Story goes like this. I had a friend who just went to Bangkok and came back walking weird. He told me that he got his groin swallowed during the trip to Bangkok. Mm. He said the pain was supernatural. Ask him what happened. I regretted my act. Because whatever happened to him got transferred to me. He asked me, what's the capital of Thailand? I replied, Bangkok. Suddenly, I felt such tremendous pain in my crotch area and passed out. We are no longer on talking terms, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Did you come up with that yourself? No, that's by, that's by Dean. Dean uh, posted on Facebook. So, he put it in the comment section. It started off very nicely. So, I, you know, I pay attention to confession. I read, 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 read. Like, wow, this one got to me, man. Come, let's debunk that one. <laughs> <laughs> Bangkok people for those who have not caught the joke Ayo. so it's Bangkok okay, so. okay let us know if there's anyone who needs further explanation alright and Eugene will demonstrate graphic one on one one on one one on one yeah but as I said we have seven confessions for you today all from Facebook group from our community themselves mm. and a thank you so much to the moderators especially Kara for setting up this campaign in fact I want to throw a challenge to the moderators because moderators have been doing a wonderful job moderating approving this uh, you know the rejecting but I thought what would be really fun is when mm. monitors get involved almost like the gatekeeper almost like the leader of the pack you know coming out <laughs> spotting trends and coming out with things and running campaigns like that uh, mm. if it's possible I'm thinking we'll have one of this massive campaign every month and we don't know what you guys have for us but we will take one Friday Night Live and dedicate it to the community's voice mm. Mm? can I John? Yeah. Sounds interesting. Sounds ah. interesting. Sounds chaotic as hell. But let's see. Let's see what happens. Mm. <laughs> okay, so we have hey. some stories. Shall we go with the first one first called Entourage? 
Yes, okay. This first one is very controversial. Okay, Eugene thinks there's nothing much to say, but uh, Iti and I think otherwise. There's nothing much but, to say because clearly it's the hard two guys. Uh, pui, pui, pui. Okay, so you want to start <laughs> drinking? You want to start drinking again? Gotta <laughs> be the hard two lah. Oh yeah, we shall see. We'll let the community right? decide, huh? guys. I'm gonna read nah. through the story and I'll let you to tell me in the comment section. It must be the hard two or it. Nah. Only, yeah, no, it no, can only nah. be. Okay, nah. let's go. Nah. The Entourage, Confession by Anonymous. This happened 16 years ago. I stared at a leaf that swirled helplessly in the wind after the taxi made a turn into WR. Before I knew it, GCP's porter opened the taxi door and greeted me with a warm welcome. I was on a business trip to Bangkok. Since it was my first visit to Thailand, my husband joined me midway through my trip so that we could explore the city together before heading back. After dropping my stuff at a hotel room, I made my way to a cafe at the hotel lobby to wait for him to get in. The waiter hesitated when I asked to be seated at a quiet corner because I needed a private place to complete some urgent work priorities. To my surprise, the waiter seated me on the inside of the long walkway where I, was, where I saw the quivering leaf earlier on. People can access the walkway from the cafe through a pair of swing doors but the walkway was empty that evening and the doors remained tightly shut. My husband arrived shortly and waited beside me for me to be done. When I was finally done with work, I gazed at the empty walkway outside and wondered why it was so windy that evening. Suddenly, the door started to glide open outwards in a creepy slow-motion way and stopped halfway. Strong, glassy wind blew past me. Weird as it sounds, but it felt as though two invisible servants were at each side, opening and holding on to the doors for them. Yes, them. Because I literally felt an entourage float through the doors, past the back of my seat, and into the aisle that led towards the front, where the crowded part of the cafe was. Curiously, the door closed gingerly as the entourage moved away from my area, and the winds outside ceased almost at the same time. I was in complete shock and looked to my husband for validation, but he just dismissed my experience and urged me to leave the cafe quickly. Was the door an automatic door? Was it faulty? I don't recall it opening on its own any other time when I was seated there. The wind blowing against my skin indicated that the flow of air was moving towards the door, and the wind was what had blown the doors open. It should be blowing it outside and not towards me. Why did the doors only open halfway and hold their positions? How come the time it was so soon, in a sense, that the wind ceased and around the same time, the door closed their own? These questions played in my mind like a broken recorder when we toured Bangkok that weekend. As we went about the day, it became clear to me that my husband had also witnessed the incident but was only too eager to let it slide. But not for me though. So right before we boarded the taxi to the airport, made a dash towards the swing doors to check things out. There were no visible electrical controls. Wasn't an automatic door. They were heavy, sturdy metal frame glass doors, the sort that required one to use significant body weight to push against whilst opening them. Eerie breeze that night wouldn't be strong enough to blow the doors open, let alone hold it in place. Ding, ding, ding. 
Alright. Nice. Mm. Nice. <laughs> okay. Come, E.T. Take it away. What do you think is going on? So what do you want me to say, man? <laughs> it must be the hantu lah. Don't, 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 don't say what Eugene wants you to say. <laughs> Give us okay. your treatment. So, okay. What's interesting is, um, firstly, um, the story is about this door opening and halfway and it's not full. Mm. Um, so that's why I think actually it might not be something paranormal mm. um, because you'll be surprised at how strong air pressure can be. Um, I'm not sure how uh, the structure of the, of the hotel was, but generally I have seen places where mm. because of certain changes in air pressure, um, doors actually do move. And like she said, it didn't open fully. It only opened halfway. Mm. So which is why there's a chance it might not actually be a hantu. Um, it mm. might actually be a you know a certain pressure where where you know I don't know either because of wind, or maybe because it's so enclosed the space, so the mm. pressure is pretty tight over there. And then when uh maybe one of the service door opens, uh, it causes a change in pressure, causing the doors to actually you know just move slightly. Because I do not know mm. at what angles it opened until. Uh, I do not doubt that it was not electrical and stuff like that. Um, definitely not an EMF. Oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did I mention it? Purposely, you know. Okay. Yeah, so I don't think it was that, but probably some sort of air pressure. Air pressure. Mm. Mm. So imagine my lions is saying he was also about to say air pressure, but then he reckons the weight of the heavy metal frame glass door doesn't sound like something air pressure can move easily. Ah. Uh, you will be very really surprised mm. because it's glass door, but the metal frame, mm. I mean, if you've seen most structures of how glass door are, mm. it is not a full metal frame around. It's mm. probably just the base of it because that's where they can lock it, you see. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I used to come from a, uh, my NS, I served in a certain military area. Uh, there were a lot of glass doors. Mm. And to be honest, sometimes I cannot explain why it moved as well because it was physically locked. So that one mm. is something else. And that we leave it to, you know, <laughs> another day because I don't want to spoil the, you know, Hantu versus... Uh, don't want, don't want to play. Yeah. Into, mm. Don't play into Eugene's hands. Okay. Yes. But because mm. it's probably just the base of it, there was a metal frame, there is a very high chance air pressure can cause the glass door to just swing open. Mm. I mean, that, that that explanation actually leads us to have more questions, right? So like, like you say, right, the, the angle of the door, I think is something mm. I'd like to know. Is it really a, just a little bit or is it, you know, significantly, yeah. right? Halfway meaning what? 45 degrees, 60 degrees? Yep. We don't know, right? Um, also, whether or not it was airtight. You know, because some doors don't even sit airtight and air gets in and out. So if, it, if it's much more airtight, then yes, I think air pressure is quite likely, right? Like just before mm. a storm, doors, windows opening everywhere, right? You know, and get, it can be quite spooky. But I tell you what's mysterious, huh? Oh. And, and, and she pointed it out herself, right? The doors open outwards, but the rush of wind came inwards mm. towards her, past her and her husband to another part of the cafe. Oh. And I think that was what is hardest to explain. Because mm. if it's an air pressure, right, low pressure outside, the doors open out, I can understand. Mm. But if the doors open out and then a gust of wind coming in, mm. it's strange. Um, actually, there's definitely a possibility because mm. the air pressure within, right, it's got nothing to do with wind. So mm. when the air pressure forces the door open, I, I can't remember, outwards or inwards, outwards is outwards, it? Outwards, outwards. Outwards, right? Mm. So, and it goes outwards, you get a cold gas. So, you know, assuming there's a, there's a difference in, in temperature on both sides of the glass door, mm. you will definitely feel that so-called 
drift or, or, or you know, that, that cold wind or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone out there who is uh, into the uh, thermodynamics, for example, right, can help us think about this, mm. right? Is it possible for air pressure to push doors outwards while wind comes yeah. inwards? KK yeah, agrees with you as well, John. Uh, no, E.T. Mm. He says, yeah, air pressure got nothing to do with wind. Mm. Mm. I know they're, they're separate things, but I want to know whether they come together because when, when the air pressure pushes outwards, there is a movement of air out. Mm. Yes. It's not wind, but the <laughs> yeah. air is moving out. So you have air moving out and wind coming in. Yeah. You know what's happened? Then it becomes a cold front, warm front, and then okay. rain will start. You know? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. Right? I don't know, man. Must be the geography. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, Eugene, what do you think? Okay, I feel that, uh, mm. again, most of these stories tonight, you'll find that uh, it's, it's very easy to sit on the fence because as far mm. as confessions of this nature goes, uh, mm. it's very much someone's experience. Um there's not much details. There's always one person's uh, uh, experience over another. Because the husband was there. And the husband was like, no, no, it's not me. And yeah. uh, he's reading the late slide. So mm. to me, it's unless two people witness something and it's irrefutable, mm. uh, chairs levitating, okay, sure. You know, that that's goes without saying it's it's much, <laughs> not, not nothing to do with air pressure or window uh, or the wind. But in this case, it seems that um, she has, she's the only one who experienced it. And whatever reason, mm. there was a continuation of the experience. And to me, that was where it's scary. Now, I'm not saying that this is, it happened or it did not happen, right? We can science it three ways to Sundays. But for her sitting there, seeing all that door opening, nobody, and then she said she felt, uh, she felt, to be, to be fair, she felt it. It was not an evidence. She felt that there were two people holding the door and them. So, she didn't mention who them was, but she said an entourage, which would mean somebody walking in almost like a Grim Reaper or an underworld god, and there was entourage, of course, behind him. And they walked past her as she felt that. To me, the entire vision, the entire sentiment, again, whether it's true or not, is freaking scary. Because the imagination takes over and you are there alone in that place, your husband dismissing you, and you felt all that. That's a scary part. And I can imagine the fear that when you're sitting there. I would mm. if this was a movie, I'll be spoked. <laughs> I don't think the husband was dismissing. He actually did tell her, let's get out of here. Right? Correct. I think he felt spooked as well, right? He just didn't want to deal with it. Yeah, right? so now I'm putting it to you guys, right? Did the husband feel spooked and then he leave? As in, hey, hey, wife, wife. Let's go, let's go. Don't talk, don't talk. Don't say it, don't say it. Or did he go, are you done yet? Can we go now? No, no. <laughs> I don't think so. No, huh? I don't think so. Because he did not deny what happened. Actually, mm. I think it's because she was not clear with exactly what the husband mm. felt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because from, from what I read in the confession, uh, mm. she didn't say whether he agreed or he didn't agree. So that is an X-Files by his own. <laughs> but there's one the part when they were going out for the weekend um, uh, outing she said that it, will, it became clear to her that he had witnessed the same thing correct but mm. was too eager to let it slide yeah it's like, mm. you know, he so probably I say feel... things like I saw the door but ah, yeah it must be the wind mm. yeah, I, mm. I think okay what's what's very interesting is th there are so many questions I need to ask that I need to ask that lady how long was the door open for it's very important. Mm. You know, I think if it's, if it's one of those, again, an air pressure situation, I yeah. don't imagine it will be that long. 
right? Okay. You know, it will swing out and swing back, right? It won't mm. take that long for the air pressure to stabilize. Mm. But if it stayed open for, a, a, you know, a curiously long time, long enough for, you know, your whole entourage to come in, yeah. then that makes it a much more mysterious mm. thing, right? You know, uh, I'm also very curious to know what made her think of an entourage. Exactly, you know? exactly. Because that's quite a atas uh, sort of vision to have, you know, two doormen and then there's an entourage and, you know, and that leads Eugene to think is a deity, is a hell god. Yeah. It could equally be just two kids holding the door open for a bunch of other little kids to come running in. And that, <laughs> the, the, the not-so-atas version. Or it could be a whole tour group that died in a bus crash and now they're coming, checking in. Right? You know? But what led you to think so classy? You know? What was what what inspired that I, feeling, right? I, I got to think it's probably the setting. Long corridor, hotel lobby, door open. Mm. It just seems mm. majestic. Doesn't seem like a bunch of kids running in. That's feels like <laughs> if there was a soundtrack, it would be the Imperial March. The dun 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 dun. It's a hotel. It's a hotel cafe, leh. It could be just hold the door open to bring a cake in. You know, it could be, you know. I, but I'm very curious. I'm very curious. If 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 you're out there, whoever uh, shared this confession please give us more information you know or, or add add to it in the facebook group you know we are, we are always eager to continue investigating right we like cold cases all right you know but yes in I, fact i sorry I'm, yeah i was just i mean just as john uh, brought up i'm really curious how she envisioned it being two doormen and an entourage mm. Um, maybe it's interesting to find out what her occupation is. Maybe because ah. uh, she comes from the background of something of uh, creativity and stuff like that, mm. uh, which is what uh, we had a conversation. Uh, I had a conversation with John just before we started the show. He mm. asked me what I always think about the paranormal is. So, not dissing anyone, but some mm. uh, uh, majority of the time, sometimes it's it's because of how our mind conceives things or the experiences we had in the past couple of days or after some time. Yeah. Uh, it might make us actually imagine certain things we may not actually be happening and actually make it into like a movie kind of thing. I'm not, I'm not mm. saying everyone's like that, but but that could be a possibility. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and again, the setting, right? You know, if Eugene is right and it was really a, a, a you know, five-star, six-star hotel, then yeah, you would think entourage much more than, you know, if it was Novotel or something, you know, right? So it really does depend on the setting, you know, uh, and whether you're a fan of like entourage, the series, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think what we, what we experience uh, physically, right, and what what can be witnessed by, let's say, her husband, right, who seems skeptical, right. I think there are physical manifestations that need to be explained. On the other hand, the interpretation that we place on the thing, mm. right, and who we think is is dealing, uh, is is causing it to happen. Uh, that's up to, I guess, personal flavor, lah, personal taste, you know. So she's an entourage type of person, lah, you know. Mm. <laughs> hey, Kitty, are you winking at people? Mm. No, yeah, I didn't. My eyes small. Who's that? Disturb me, is it? My eyes Elaine small. Says, like, Elaine says, yeah, oh. Eugene Toe looks like he's winking at me. I better <laughs> slow down. <laughs> it's okay. Keep going with the soju and let's see what else <laughs> Eugene Toe <laughs> does to you. <laughs> All right. Okay, sure. Eugene Toe, I mean, I think that that first, that first confession sets the tone for the rest of the confessions tonight as you can see where each of us stand. Um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm about the hantu and I love to imagine everything as, as far as possible to be about the hantu. Then we have Jonathan Lim who's all about the logic. Hey, hantu is possible but where's the law behind it? Give me the logic. Correct. Oh no, it did not happen. Correct. Cannot hantu randomly. Uh, okay? There's no such thing. And right? of course, you have CSIET who 
will use a lot of signs that we have seen, uh, you know, especially in the first confession, how he signs it away. And that's what the CSI stand for. There's something to do with signs in there, I think. I forgot what it called. You know. <laughs> okay. I, also, I also kind of forgot what Tim said, but it was something about critical, scientific investigation. Supernatural. <laughs> Sorry, Tim, help me out. Critical, right, right, right. supernatural investigation. Something like or critical that. Okay, let's, let's... Let's slowly, come up with, let's slowly come up with one. Okay. okay. What does CSI mean? Let us know. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Confessions podcast. If you are enjoying the show and would like to support our efforts, you can help by giving us a five-star review or by becoming a patron by signing up for a monthly membership fee that starts from as low as $5. Check out the perks at patreon.com slash supernaturalconfessions. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash supernatural confessions or if you feel like showing a simple gesture of appreciation you can buy us a cup of coffee or two at buymeacoffee.com slash superconfess and now let's get back to the show let us know okay now in our second <laughs> confession we have Eugene To reading this a confession by Thomas Wang uh, it has actually four parts. Go and check out the Facebook group, Supernatural Confessions Facebook group. Uh, they have other great confessions by Thomas Wang there. One of it involves his late wife. And in this confession later on, uh, he did reference her. And if you get a chance, do read it out. Uh, but for now, let's listen to The Tour Guide Knows by Thomas Wang. Back in 2014, uh, my wife and I went to Thailand for the very first time for a holiday. We booked a hotel with a great landscape view of Bangkok. We did the usual Asian pantang thing like knocking on the door three times and put our suitcases in before we went in. Everything went smoothly during the day. We went to shop for clothes, had some drinks and headed back to the hotel by nightfall. And that's when weird things started happening. The door handle started rattling as if someone was trying to get in. My first thought was that maybe a prostitute was trying to go to door-to-door offering her services. But then I recalled that all guests are required to tap their keycard before assessing our floor on the elevator. Lah. We stayed on the 70th plus floor, so not likely someone would climb the stairs up either. This went on for the whole night, but my wife and I chose to ignore whatever or whoever it was outside. The next day, we wired a tour guide to bring us around Bangkok. I related the experience to him and he seemed concerned enough to suggest that he would bring us to a temple for blessings, only if we are okay with that. I thought, why not, since we are already in Thailand and it is a land of many temples? We were given an amulet to hang in our room for protection. My first thought was, really, can meh? But at night and the remaining five nights, everything was quiet and there were no disturbances. When I asked my guide about the history of the hotel, he kept quiet. Maybe the locals might know of other hauntings taking place in the hotel. Jing, jing, jing. Okay. Come, mm. Eugene. Why don't you start us lie, off? Lie, lie, lie. Ah, this one, huh? <laughs> okay, so one the first question I have in my head when I read this mm. confession is I never mm. check what's outside. First, not everyone is you, lah. <laughs> whole night, you know, we say the whole night thing, jig, 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 jig. I mm. never check. Then if you think it's a prostitute, then all the more to check lah, see whether you know, hot or not, right? Worth the money or not. I think 
I think if the prostitute is going door to door in a 70 floor hotel, uh, I think uh, not worth checking. Uh. Uh. <laughs> not worth checking. Rejected by the previous 69 floors. Ooh, uh, 69. Uh, <laughs> um, um, but what I like about Thomas is Thomas, oh, wait, it's not mm. Thomas Wang, it's Thomas Wong. I, I think I might Thomas have. Wong. Yeah, Hello, go, Thomas I, Wong. Okay. Yeah. Um, he knocked on the door. Mm. Right? And he put his suitcase in first before yes. entering. Now, so that's something new for me. I did not hear about suitcase goes, suitcase goes in first. So maybe we can talk about that in a bit. So mm. these two things really jump out at me. Uh, firstly, mm. Thomas is the kind of guy I would love to hang out with because when he hears knocking on the door, first thing he thinks was a prostitute. Then he thought, hey, how can it be? <laughs> to me, that is a sign that Thomas is a funny guy and I would love to hang out. Um, and... <laughs> He's Don't also, bluff la. You just want to go to rooms where a prostitute open the door la. Yeah la, exactly. It, it, you just want mm. to be in his rooms without Thomas there. In Thailand, <laughs> you never know whether it's Jamie or James, you know? So you got to be careful. It's okay. Uh. It's Thailand. So assume it's James. Inclusive okay. la, yeah. <laughs> And then, and then? Uh, then he, when he, he's so quite chill la, I don't, and, uh, he told the tour guide, obviously it bothered him enough for him to tell the tour guide what happened. Mm-hmm. Right? If he didn't bother mm-hmm. him at all, he would not even mention it because he just forget. Then the tour guide is like, I know the two guys try to please him for a good a good coin or something. He's like, oh, come, I bring you go temple. Uh, you get this amulet, you put on door. Uh, the ghost won't disturb you. So, then he go, <laughs> and I see, he goes like, really can, man. <laughs> you know, so chill. And, and then, nothing happened. But did nothing happen because it's the amulet? Did nothing happen because that haunting was just one off? Or it was just something else, right? So, again, this story has so many ways to look at can I immediately jump into this and say, is the hantu? I can't. Because knocking on doors or disturbance don't last the whole night till daybreak. Mm. Yeah, so tough on this one. So I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. It wasn't knocking, you know. The haunting haunting element. Yeah, Uh, it was uh, rattling, which is much more disturbing. (laughs) Yes. Because there isn't the courtesy of a knock. Mm. Is that I want to get in? I want to get in. Why is so it? So it's locked? more for what we term as a poltergeist um, mm? activity. Yeah, mm. you know, or someone double booked the room lah, and spent the whole night trying to get into his room, tapping his keycard, cannot get in, <laughs> right? You know, um, I mean, okay, so I'm very interested, right, in the fact that, and and this is shocking to me, right? Every week, right, you know, we talk almost every week we talk about the pantang. Right mm, and, mm. and 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 Et, you were bringing up the pantang earlier, right? You know, mm. and and he's he is extremely cautious, this Thomas, because not only does he knock, but he also, out of courtesy, put the suitcase in first before stepping in himself, right? In case if the ghost doesn't welcome him, you can throw the suitcase out <laughs> or something. I don't know, <laughs> it's like just in case, right? Yeah, but what's the suitcase you know? thing? I just the first time I'm hearing it. Yeah, la, before you step in, put something else that work that that the ghost can be violent with, huh? Really? Than you is that the idea? You're really cautious. It's not like it's not like Ghostbusters. Eh? They put the what do you call that thing to trap the ghost? Huh? Ghost trap. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, slide, that, slide that, the uh... thing in. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's a special suitcase. But I mean, if you are really conscious about uh, not intruding, mm. right? I would probably you know lead with my belongings rather than lead with myself, right? In case you are the unwelcome one, right? Hard to say, right? Maybe the ghost take your suitcase, then the door slam. Then, <laughs> but. What frustrates me is, so he does the ritual, he even goes one extra step, and he still gets haunted because the ghost is not in the room, it's outside in the corridor. Uh. So he's actually safe in the room. Is the other thing wanting to come in. So how? 
Is there a pantang for the ghost in the corridor? Because tonight there will be other confessions where the ghost is outside the room. Hmm. And then how? Go in also must not not the other side, is it? You know, guys, if you know of any uh, other side of the door pantangs that can protect us, please let us know, okay? Because now I'm very nervous. After you close the door inside, uh, you'll be trapped inside forever. Outside Speak, the whole corridor, speaking of goes. trapping inside forever, uh, there's just side segue to a hotel room in, mm-hmm. in Indonesia when I was there during the SQ days. Ah. And I went to one room and it, there was poltergeist activity, things were moving around, TV, mm-hmm. television turned off, hangers fly across the room, uh, mm-hmm. shower turned on and off. So obviously, I went down to the um, counter and say I want to change Wait, room. so my question is were you alone or were you with I was someone alone. I was alone. caused all this disturbances? <laughs> I was alone. Uh, yeah so neither confirmed nor denied no I was alone so later on I found out uh, from the seniors that actually that particular uh. room is haunted and I said how do you know said, if you look on the door frame there mm-hmm. were three nails so what does that uh. mean three nails is to keep the ghosts inside that room so they don't come out so I literally went into right. with the inmates <laughs> uh-huh, inside okay. so they were obviously getting a riot on. So, but I, I guess the three nails also prevent ghosts from coming out and ghosts from going in. Hmm. Okay. So that's another pantang. La. Look out for three nails, three nails above on the door. The frame. door. Mm. Uh, the, which part of the door frame? The, uh, right at the top, the middle part. Just one, two, ah, three. The, okay. nails, the nails are not hammered all the way in. The nails are sticking out. Above your head. La. Above your head, yeah. Because you walk right. underneath. It's to, it's to hang your decor. No? <laughs> <laughs> inside, on the la. outside, right? <laughs> on, it's on the outside, right? Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Premier Mitsui is sharing that he used to have made knock on my door twice. When I asked her next morning, she said not her. Even recognized her voice calling sir, sir. Ah, and then another one says someone can the handle rattling on my honeymoon in Japan before. Quite scary. Ooh. When we check, nobody outside. Ah, wow. And we corner room some more. This is from... It's always the uh, damn corner room, guys. Which you make. Mm. Mm-hmm. Why is it always the corner room? Is there a reason, anyone? Is there a focus? Is there a focal point to so that? My law, la, there, my logic uh, for this, law, right? Your, your uh, energy flows. And then it, the, the, the right at the end, right, it becomes a stagnant pool of uh, of stagnant energy. Like a stagnant, right. stagnant pool of water. So <laughs> when things flow, right, like even in Feng Shui, when things flow, that's where you get good luck. But when things, the air don't move, I mean, in a, in a particular place where your air cannot circulate, that's mm-hmm. where bad juju happen, right? Bad, bad feng shui. So when you right. get corner rooms, that's where all the dump and damped air, the stagnant air is, the energy is. So if a ghost is supposed to walk through and stay in one place, the corner room is where it is. So there's so many confessions, even tonight you will hear a series of confessions, it's always about the damn corner room. So even if it's mm. haunted or not haunted, by anecdotal evidence alone, you guys should just mm. avoid the, the corner rooms. Hmm... We had a very good confession about a corner room mm. some time ago, right? Where it was not just a corner room, but it was a corner room hidden. with a hidden room behind a wall that was yeah. revealed in a dream. That's very exciting. Mm. So please go back and look for that one. That was our episode on hotels. I think that's Am I right? Episode four, four mm. six, either one. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite exciting. Mm. All right. Oh, no. So how like that? This Okay. So what, what do you guys think about this? Was it really something outside rattling, rattling, rattling? Or is there possibly another explanation? 
uh, from the con- from the comment section, people have been saying, oh, maybe it's the aircon vent that's uh, you know when it blows, it start the 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 cold air, and warm air, and the metal start to contract and expand, and then it start to rattle right the whole night. I mean, there may be some call- must be the air pressure. Yeah, <laughs> today yeah, must be air pressure. But <laughs> if that's the case, then it should happen every night. Why only the one night, or why only after they brought in the amulet, then mm. it all stop? Mm. It should be consistent. Science should be consistent. The 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 it should be a repeated pattern. But in this case, one night it happened, every other night, nothing else. So, mm-hmm. so was it really that, that the talisman was useful? I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious about this guy, right? Only when he heard the story, then he decided, I bring you to temple, mm. right? Mm. But it's a city tour of Bangkok. You're going to a temple anyway. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm. So, and, and if you go to the temple, you're going to be sold an amulet anyway. Mm. Right, that is normal. That's SOP, yeah. right? Haunted or not, is gonna happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Iti, what do you think? Okay, so I'm gonna share a bit about old wife still when we what we supposed to do, with, you know, before you go to the hotel room. I mean, it'll be a great mm-hmm. discussion. You guys can just write in the comment section uh, on what you know and what you know people have your parents, especially parents, tell you Right? <clears throat> for me, for me being the science guy, I my friends do that. I just say, hey, doesn't work, lah. Okay, so one was knocking the door three times. Okay, actually not three times. Like they just knock. Mm. Um, to me, that one is very scientific. Uh, I'm sure you've been in overbooked um, hotel rooms before. I have actually gone into a room and there's a couple inside, okay? <gasps> so ooh, please ooh. knock on the door. It's just basic courtesy. Mm-hmm. This one is interesting. Leave your shoes the wrong way. Let me see mm-hmm. flip the shoes. Yeah, because they said, so the spirits will be confused and cannot follow you. I, I really don't know. Um... I don't think they are so bodo. La. I, that's what I feel. La. Plus, <laughs> it's a bit irritating if you want to hurry up, rush out to for the taxi or to your, get your grab right <laughs> and then your shoe is upside down. Actually, so, we've talked, I really we, don't know. We've talked yeah. about this this particular shoe one before. Oh, okay. Right? And the logic, uh, the logic from my grandmother, <laughs> got, different grandmother got different tales. Huh? So mm. my grandmother's tale was actually that uh, it's it's to protect you, right? Because you're sleeping in an uh, unfamiliar place. Mm-hmm. Right, and when your spirit, you know, leaves your body to astral travel or whatever you, that might happen in your sleep, right, uh, you don't want it to go astray and not know uh, the way back. So okay. they believe that by putting the shoe the wrong way, your spirit was will get up, see the shoes so confusing, lie back down and not leave. Okay, yeah, logical. Otherwise, it will go stray. Okay. okay. But yes. I yeah, I don't think the ghost follow you. Like, can you imagine the ghost follow you? All right, guys, you can follow <laughs> this guy home. He's our ticket out here. Then he, he flipped the shoe. Ah! Oh, no. <laughs> Never no, seen before shoe like that. Why the shoe, the sole face up? What's like wrong now? with this guy? No, he can't <laughs> wear his get... shoe. Oh, we cannot and follow then, him. Damn. And then, then they get scared of you, right? Okay, what and else? Then what the, else? Ad- the other one is never sleep opposite a mirror. Ah. Because they believe that your soul yes. gets trapped. But I think, you see, with Tay, this kind of hair, just now he already he combed <laughs> now, right? You imagine he wakes up and looks in the mirror. Wow. Confirm is he see the Medusa la. The jump scare, the jump scare. Yeah, confirm, yeah. confirm. <laughs> and then this one is interesting, which I've never mm. heard before. Mm. <clears throat> one is, okay, and they're kind of together. One is never leave, okay, so let's say you go into a room and it's two single beds. Yeah. Never leave that single bed empty. Okay, I don't know what that means because I think they will take it differently, but what they meant is mess it up. You know, don't leave it empty. Don't have someone else there. I'm and the other one is, in, is okay. Uh, basically just mess it up because it cannot look so neat because it looks inviting for the hantu, I guess. Mm, okay. And then the other one is never leave your luggage empty. It means when you huh? unpack, right? Don't unpack huh. and they're everything out lah because I think they're scared you tap out something back. <laughs> That's something I never heard of but sounds interesting. 
or you scared the ghost climb inside? Uh, that's why lah. Then after you tap out home. Then, eh, how come the weight limit? How come the exit? Ah? <laughs> what I hear is you cannot leave the bed empty. So if you are living alone and you have two single bed, the other bed you put your suitcase, you don't leave it empty. Right. That explains why the prostitute was you know, trying to help by <laughs> oh, yeah. the handle. Any empty bed, sir? Any empty bed? I feel for you. I feel for you. Someone know the okay, comments. So, so, yeah, so go yeah. yeah, so moving on, uh, mm. on sharing... I, I don't know. I, uh, Te, are you going to continue with the, the, the superstitions? Because yeah, superstitions. The superstitions. CSI. Okay, then you go ahead first before I continue with the CSI. All right. Uh, one of the other superstitions is, uh, this one is on Facebook group where someone said, hang a red t-shirt in the room at the doorway to scare away evil spirits. Now, I've heard the same thing in army where mm. you would hang red underwear at your cupboard to chase the ghost away. Why at the cupboard? Because the in yes. the Kong, um, uh, if you oh in the in the locker in the locker in the, right in the locker uh, because okay. you know the jumping locker story and you know you put things in there goes follow you back the door, locker door has knocking sound right you know that's the very popular mm. SAF story so for army boys they hang red underwear on their cupboard to ward away spirits and okay. in the con the, the pantang that somebody shared on comment section is to hang a red t shirt at your door. Wow. Hmm. But then it seems to have a limited sort of uh, limited if efficacy, right? So if you hang one in the locker, then it pretend, pre- pre- prevents your locker from jumping. Then if you hang one on the bed, it will stop your bed from jumping. Then if you hang one on the your 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 partner's bed to stop him from, you know, bugging you in the middle of the night. So basically, all your clothes should be red and you should distribute them around the room equally, including on the empty bed. Correct? And then if there's a mirror, you cover with a red cloth. So Singapore flag also <laughs> bullet. Can, can. Can, oh. can, can. But don't let it touch the floor. Huh? You will get trouble. <laughs> you know, that one a different pantang. Huh? Yeah. Okay, this red underwear, uh, red, red underwear in particular, right? If those of you who love watching Hong Kong horror films, for example, will know how useful it is, right? To always wear, wear red underwear in case got, uh, got, got, got spirit, you can put on your head, right? And then there's a certain formation you can do stand on one leg and you're very safe from there because no ghost will want to harass someone who does that, right? But on the other hand, it's also dangerous to have red underwear. You heard about this? No, why? Very dangerous for Chinese, right? Because we believe in the circuit, right? The lecherous ghosts are drawn to red underwear. So yeah. having red underwear, uh, even worse, wearing red underwear will attract them. Does it only attract the female ghosts? The male ghosts uh, or what? That one I think is up to Eugene to go and investigate. Okay. <laughs> All right. All the haunted hotels in your red underwear. Let's see what happens. I'll take one for the <laughs> team, guys. This morning, I wake up smiling, I know it's a female ghost. This morning, I wake up my pantat pain, I know it's a male ghost. Right. James must be or red tongs. Uh, must be red tongs. Uh. Red tongs. Uh. Wow, mm. I tell you that. <laughs> With the amulet hidden inside. All right. So, yeah, I, I think the red underwear thing can, can go both ways. Like. It depends on where you are and what setting you're in. Mm. Right? So, it's a bit tricky. Uh. But what other, what other pantangs are there, E.T.? I mean, that's all I know because usually when ah. I go to the rooms, I really just go inside <laughs> open the whiskey or the wine and have a drink first. <laughs> and that's then usually that chase everything away. <laughs> yeah. You BYOS lah. Bring your own spirit lah. You don't need uh, company. This room got spirit right. <laughs> yeah, It's either whiskey or wine. Different yeah. kind of spirit. Yeah, that's why. So, 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 actually the best way is you go in, you open the bar, you drink because you have consumed all the spirits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the room is safe. Yes. Yeah, right. Actually, the mirror thing, uh, mm. um, according to my grandma, is the same for all houses, all rooms, right? Never place a mirror at the foot of your bed so that you don't face it when you wake up because, again, your spirit when traveling 
might mistake the reflection mm. and go into the mirror instead of you. Mm. So same logic as the sleeper. But, but for me, I always have the scientific explanation. Ah. You just see yourself <laughs> and you get kanchong. <laughs> <laughs> or if not kanchong, just self-esteem. If you wake up not looking your best, yeah. you start you imagine, you imagine Tay <laughs> with his hair in red tongs. He wakes up and look in the mirror. He's like, Oh. Not worth waking up. Yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> you hot stuff. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Okay, okay. Are we done with this story? We've got a lot more to go through. Um, okay, just a quick one. Okay, yeah. so yeah. I, I think if you guys continue reading the stories, which I believe is on the, your page, they, mm. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so so th- th- this story actually has a continuation. Mm. So um, it's really interesting. If you guys read on um, his wife, Sadly, I mean, so uh, you know, all due respects, mm. his late wife, late wife. Seem, seems to have some sort of ability. Mm. Uh, she seems to attract entities, and they seem to want to communicate with her. Okay, I can totally relate with that because sometimes I feel that way as well, mm. um, but not as much as uh, how she felt. Um, so I really think that because of that, it might have caused them to experience this door handle kind oh, of incident instead of changes, yeah yes yes instead of that an overzealous prostitute you know yeah that changes everything because the same thing happened to my friend right so the two of them went traveling they went to Phuket right and this mm. was shortly after the tsunami mm. right many years ago right and the, the town was recovering so they thought they'd go there you know because cheap right so mm. they went to the hotel he and his friend one room each <clears throat> and the next morning he the friend uh, at breakfast right the friend looked damn haggard you know, really, really tired, right? Then he asked the friend what happened. He couldn't sleep well. And he said, no, I cannot sleep at all. The whole night, the spirits were lining up to my room to pass me messages. And he had filled an entire notebook with messages that he handed to the bellhop and said, nah, these are all the people who died in your hotel. And they have things to say, right? Mm. He was not allowed to sleep because he wow. was the first person since the tsunami to walk in who could communicate. Right? Okay, that's, so a, the, that's a very interesting story. Yeah. Mm, so the presence of this wife in that room would have caused, you know, a rush, right? Or people or someone, or okay, maybe not many, like, maybe just one, mm. who wanted, desperately wanted to speak to her, mm. couldn't get in the room, you know, yes. like, rattle, rattle, rattle. And then maybe with the amulet and all that, realize that, cannot lah. Yes. I can't get, I'll never get in. Now, with this extra information, yeah. right, it makes a lot of difference, guys. Because mm. the persistence Mm. Is very telling, mm. right? Yeah. It's not just play, play. Ah, uh. nobody has time to play mm. the whole night, lah. Uh. Yeah, you know. But yeah, interesting. Wow. So with this new okay. angle, I think I, I can I speak for the the all the hosts here. I think is everyone seems to be agreeing is that mm. uh, we feel that there could be the the wife obviously in that based on that story she has a third eye. She's able okay read the story. The cliff notes is mm. she's able to communicate with spirits and God. She has third mm. eye and very very uh, intuitive. Uh, died young. And mm. if you read the story, it's not just her. Her sister, her father all died. The whole mm. family, right? So there is some form of, of, mm. of power and curse. Yeah. So, it so could it's, be... a, it's a powerful gift, not just mm. a casual but, mm. uh, but a, a family gift. Yeah. So yeah. being in this same room with him, it, see, I'm, I'm using a bit of logical thought here. If the whole night the door is kakak, 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 right? Any logical mm. person is going to go out, complain, scold, or at least report. Mm. I've got a feeling the wife says, honey, just ignore it because she knows. Mm. Everything's outside trying to get in to talk to her. But because he did a knock three times and a suitcase thing in, all that goes, alamak, cannot stop, jam already, cannot come inside. <laughs> uh, then with the amulet some more, then that's it. Lah. So Actually, I suspect as her husband, he probably instinctively knew mm. 
that it was not something to uh, not something worth opening the door for. Mm. Right? Because it's it's a very simple thing to do to just check. Mm. Right? Just check. Why not? Right? Mm. But he didn't. He tried to rationalize, rationalize. In the end, he decided, nah. It's okay. Don't try. Don't open. Right. So I think you know, uh, used to living with that wife, used to the kind of situations, mm. yeah, that she causes around her. I think yeah, you know, unconsciously he did not think it was a person. Okay, sorry. I just got some two more quick points to share. Mm. Um, the Thailand versus uh, we all know it's a very religious place. Okay. Um, mm. At the same time, the people there are generally very superstitious. Okay, so the amulet may actually work. Okay, but coming mm. from the scientific point of view, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes when you know that there's something there, right? Mm. Psychologically, you know that you actually have protection. That's true. So it might be a, more of a psychological thing than an actual spiritual thing. I mean, with all due respect to all mm. religion, I mean, this is mm. just what my, my point of view is. It may be right, it may be wrong. Mm. But then because of that, it makes you feel more protected. Like I've always shared in the past that sometimes when you are praying, right? Mm. You're actually talking to your inner self. And Absolutely. that's how it actually solves most of the problem. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the I'm... day, I feel just use whatever that makes you feel at peace. Mm. Mm. And on the I... tsunami thing, right? Mm. Um, sorry, just, just a quick one. Uh. Yeah. I was there, I think, two months after the tsunami. Mm. Um, I went there, I actually went diving. I wanted to see like maybe I could find some Rolex watch or some <laughs> hantu swimming around. Honestly, it was very peaceful. But what was more heartening was because it was purely a place... Uh, of people that rely on tourism, right? Mm. They were helping each other. Like, they were not selfish. They're like, okay, mm. you know, I do one day, you do the other day. To me, that was the most heartening. I did not experience anything paranormal, although mm. Phuket and uh, Kaolak had the most uh, um, deaths. Mm. Um, but generally, I felt it was a very peaceful and calm place. Uh, uh, I didn't feel anything sinister and stuff like that. But I had friends who lost many, many friends uh, mm. during that tsunami. Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, Premier Matsui is sharing uh, Phuket plenty after the tsunami. My Thai wife said that locals saw unrest, unrestful spirits. Monks went to bless the spirits to meditate and let them reincarnate. You know, I think, I, I think, I mean, that story moves me like, because, you know, after a tragedy like this, the fallout is both uh, physical and supernatural. You know, and there's a lot of pain that needs to be dealt with no matter what. Uh, as, and, as, uh, um, responding to uh, Et, your point about the how how these uh, amulets and charms and things work, right? I do mm. totally agree. You know, it's 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 what we call uh, it's our new Parahantu territory, right? Where the magic in the thing actually leads to a transformation in the self, right? When yep. you have an amulet or you have a blessing or you have a charm, what changes? Is it the physical object that is glowing like in the movies, or is it you? who has changed because this thing has given you a confidence and a strength. And I feel that that is the change that the spirits will recognize. Exactly. It's not the object, but it is the person that they are after, eh? Suddenly strong, suddenly confident, suddenly so not scared. spiritual strength and your aura gets Correct. stronger as well. Yeah, you know, so it's a psychic, a psychological change, you know, and I think these two things do, I don't think they debunk each other. Mm. You know, it's not either or. I think that is the way magic works. Yes. Magic works because it changes us, not because magic is a thing itself. You exactly. know, it is us, right? We manifest the change. And that's important, right? That's mm. why you can give magic to certain people and nothing, nothing, nothing works. Mm. Because they're resistant, right? Yep. So I think the more we go into the supernatural and trying to understand it, the closer it becomes to our psychology. Mm. You know, and the answers I think often lie in us, you know. So okay. wow, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Hey. 
two big thank yous to go out there. Yeah. Uh, Elaine, Elaine Chua for a big donation, a big coffee donation. And Joel Go also for a $50 donation. Yeah, man. Thank you, Joel. And <laughs> I think at this time, we'd like to give a big shout out and thank you and credit to our patrons. So we, mm. lost, uh, we launched our Patreon at Supernatural Confessions last week. And I yeah. say a big thank you to Alation Adrian Chua, Chua Elaine for uh, taking the topmost uh, highest wow. tier, the sentient uh, mem- membership. We also have Deborah Confield, Chia King To, Joel Go as well, and Karina uh, for yeah. the spirits tier. And of course, Kenny nice. Chia, Grace, Jeron Ko, and Tan Si Chia in the souls tier. So thank you very much for those of nice. you who do want to get a bit more out of Spanish Confessions, want to get behind the scenes, get to be. Uh, I even got tickets to give away this week, actually. Oh, tickets, okay. yeah. please uh, join us. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to join us, get all these extra perks, go to Patreon. That's P A T R E O N dot com slash supernatural confessions. Or you can make a donation to us or buy us coffee, buy me a coffee dot com slash super confess. Or just click on the dollar sign on the comment section right below there and uh, you can put in any amount you want. Right. Nice. Thank you very much. All these little, uh, 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 you know, little tributes and uh, donations mm. and contributions from each and every one of you goes a very long way in helping us put this show and future shows together. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Next one is a very cute story. It's also <laughs> an anonymous one. This one has, I don't tell you too much about it, but I'm going to let John read it to you. It's titled The Cowman Caller. True Encounter by my 15 year old son. It happened in Thailand, Ubon Ratchatani province. He was living with his mom in a newly built house for the first time. The first two nights were alright, but something strange happened on the third. My son called me at midnight while I was away at work in Singapore. Pa, I cannot sleep. There are strange noises outside the house, behind the walls only. I'm scared, he said. My son was sharing the room with his grandpa, but can't seem to wake him up. So he called me, knowing I would be awake and available at this hour. I asked him what kind of noise it was. Some cow moving in a very deep manner, but it doesn't sound like an animal entirely. It sounded more like a human. He described that the voice was so distinct that it sounded like it was in the room. I tried my best to console him, that it's just a cow making weird noises at night. And it's probably, it probably sounded exceptionally loud because in those rural areas, the nights can be extremely quiet. Also, around the farm area, there are probably some cows nearby. But it's not a cow, I'm sure. It sounded more like an old man mimicking. I had some weird thoughts, to be honest. But I didn't know what else to say except to promise my son that I will stay on the phone until he sleeps. I shared a YouTube link to a Buddhist chant hoping that it will calm him and help chase whatever that haunting is away. He slept not long after playing the clip in the background. I related the incident to his mom later on, and this is what she said. Yes, I know what happened. I didn't hear it the first few nights. It was only on the fourth night that I heard it, and I know it is from the kitchen. Thinking it could be an intruder, she armed herself with a kitchen knife, but she was alone in the kitchen. She recited some prayers and both the feeling and the noise disappeared. It happened just weeks before the house was built 
An old man brought his buffalo to the grass field. The buffalo unintentionally impaled the old man and killed him right where, where the house is now built. It all makes sense now. She engaged some monks to do prayers and also invited the deceased family members to the ritual. No further occurrences after that. The cows are still there, but not the cowmen. Ooh. Oh man, I like that. The cowman. I tell you, that creeped me out. Okay, The moment the son said, it's not a real cow, it's an old man mimicking. Like, wow! You can hear it, right? It's not like the animal like, movie. Oh, it's such a, a cinema moment. Yeah, it's like, man. ooh, creepy, creepy, creepy. Oh, I mean, okay. Usually I'm used to ghosts going boo or, or, ooh, or moaning, right? But when... <laughs> when, they, when they go moaning. Moaning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, the ghost that went moo. Okay, that, that's the title you should have given it. The ghost that went moo. Okay, so quite an unusual one. Quite an unusual one uh, with, with a very nice backstory. How, E.T., do you buy it? Okay, so now what's interesting is the 15-year-old's description of the sound. Because mm. I actually went to research on the various sounds of cows and water buffaloes mm. and stuff like that. Yep. A water buffalo sounds very different from a cow. So it's not mooing. Mm. So it's it's really very accurate about what he said. It's a very mm. low kind of mooing kind of sound that sounds like mm. it's coming from a human. Mm. I can't make it, but it really sounds very different. <laughs> uh, somewhat okay. like that. You're going to so, get can- cancelled by all the cows. Okay. <laughs> right. So next, the next thing is this. Um, so it's firstly, it's definitely not cows. Why, why that's important? Because in the story, mm. uh, the guy actually says that uh, they actually rear cows. So we can, mm. you know, um, deduct that off right. from, mm. from a possibility. Ah. Next, from the story, it's obvious that the mom actually knew, or the guy's wife, actually knew mm. the story of that man getting impaled by, you yep. know, the water buffalo. Mm. The important question here is, does the son know the story? Yeah. Because if he knew or overheard the story, then I wouldn't be surprised that he might have experienced the incident because it's like, you know, what we call self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But if he didn't know of the story, mm. then I will be amazed. Yeah. Then again, the story did not really complete. The guy got impaled by the water buffalo, but was he killed? Died. died. Yeah, oh, he, he died. died uh? He, oh, he okay, died okay. right where the house was built. Okay, because I, I didn't see that part yeah. on the story. Ah. Okay, so he died. Okay, he died, and then the house was built. Sometimes. So the, my next question is: So if the guy died, why mm. are we hearing sounds of water buffaloes and not a man screaming? Mm. So if it's really a so-called haunting, right? Then shouldn't it be that of a man screaming? Um, that that's what I would ask, lah. So, mm. um, I I feel this story is uh, really interesting. I think what's important is the facts. Is whether. Um, the son knows because definitely the wife knows so definitely you know there's a chance she can have this yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy but mm. does the son know this story that, mm. that, that that's my main question in this story yeah i think that i think that's a very important question so you know uh anonymous if you are out there please let us know right uh this very important detail right did the child have this story in his mind and might it have influenced what he imagined you know uh it sounds like quite a scary story to tell your child, but you know, <laughs> you never know, right? He might have heard it from the other kids or something, right? Mm. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm okay. This is interesting. This is quite unlike me. This is beyond logic, right? But there are some, 
there's there are situations all right in which you you have a strange transference all right when an animal is involved in human tragedy right you know you always get the sense that there's a trans there's a there's a kind of blending of souls or you know a merging of something uh, i cannot explain it you know and 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 it's very hard to verify you know but it is part of law you know mm. a lot of the law has this right where animals somehow uh, manifest through humans or humans somehow manifest through animals. Uh, a, a very easy example, right, to give, uh, uh, to help everyone visualize is um, Toshio, the little boy in Ju-on, mm. right? You know, his cat was drowned by his father, but when he opens his mouth, he meows, right? And throughout the whole of Ju-on, this is something very, very uh, obvious. And I wonder whether that's also part of old Japanese law. You know, very early Japanese law did have a lot of these animal-human kind of hybrids, right? So I don't know whether, if it's happening, I don't know if it's conventional human death kind of situation where, yes, you expect the guy to be screaming and not his, not mm. the cow. On the other hand, the cow that killed him, you know, maybe the soul got, you know, got mixed up with his. I don't know, right? Mm. Actually, I John, you maybe... You're... You brought up a very good point because uh, what mm. you just said reminded me of my trip when I was in South Africa. So I went wow. to this uh, secret uh, uh, um, breeding ground for rhinos. So they're trying nice. to reintroduce okay. the rhino population back. And these guys are like rhino whisperers. Like they, they, they did this and mm. then they make some sound like what they was trying to do, right? And right. they could communicate and, and the rhino state really come. So maybe what you just mm. brought up made sense mm. that the guy mm. actually has the ability to talk to that's this old. water buffalo so hmm. maybe that's why because he misses how he jaga this water buffalo so maybe that's why it's a residual haunting and you mm. can hear these sounds because mm. the 15 year old boy did say this and I, it just popped in my head mm. he said it sounded like come it came from a human yes so so mm. it's a human doing a buffalo call mm. yes maybe I, yes I, I really like that you know i think that 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 again is a parahantu situation right it's a combination of what is extremely rational right in the middle of what is apparently a haunting, yeah. but there's a logic to it. There's a beautiful logic to that. I want to read out some you know? comments uh, that the audience have been posting. Um, mm. And it was the, 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 the comments were really going up. So I want to catch that before it just disappears. Uh, <laughs> I think some people have agreed uh, with E.T. that it's it's the ghost making the sound of the, the buffalo as he, how he was doing it yeah. uh, mm. when he was alive, like a residual haunting. There's also some that says, like Premier Mitsu, says the dead can imitate any sound, not just like he mm. imitate the, just like he has imitated his mate's voice. So this is mm. to in in reply to Et saying, why did he go ah? Why did he just make a different sound? Because ghosts can yeah. imitate mm. different sounds. Uh, Karina says maybe the old man is making the water buffalo noises to scare people away from where mm. he got killed in case others fall to the same fate. Imagine oh. <laughs> Malayan say, maybe it impaled his lungs so he don't have enough breath to scream but can only make that deep moaning sound. Mm. Um, and Kara Wong says, all your explanations make it so much sadder for the ghost. So mm. we all, I like to think, in this case, uh, the, the, the soul of that man who died there was stuck in its place either by choice um, because he was a water buffalo herder and this is his land, his place. Mm. He, he doesn't want to go. Right? He's still doing his job. Yeah. And I think all signs points to this spirit either being residual or at least mm. not malicious. And because mm. a young boy, uh, maybe 15, I know he's a bit past puberty, but he's still young enough to pick it up. 
right? Mm. So again, the conversation we talk about today is: Did he know about it? Did he not know about it? That would make a difference because of the power of suggestion. Uh, but mm. I mean, okay. So obviously, the answer is: If he's being told about that, then we can attribute a lot of it to the power of suggestion. Assuming he's not told about it, I would think that he's at an age where he's coming of age, like the 15, 16. He's probably mm. depressed, uh, dark and brooding teenager, and he sort of vibrates in that in that sphere that allows him to experience the sound of the place. No, but he's not the only one who experienced it. The mother experienced ah. it in a totally different room of the house. She heard it in the kitchen. He heard it in his bedroom wall. Ah. Okay. Right? So quite different. Huh? Quite different places. I know some of them have yeah, said it could be the old man snoring, but no, I think it's quite sure if I'm the 15-year-old boy, I'm not dumb. If my grandpa is snoring, I'll go there and hear, oh, that's the one. I'm not going to be scared. Mm. But he's, he's, mm. he's scared enough to call his dad all the way in Singapore who's working a night shift to call for help. Mm. Yeah. So I don't think it's a snore. Wow. Totally uh, off topic, but I just want to share a very nice joke from Frankie that can be arranged. Right? This is a very nice joke. There is a quote by Confucius. He says, a man who goes through a turnstile sideways is going to Bangkok. <laughs> excellent. That is excellent. Thank you, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink to that. Yeah. We All should right. start walking sideways when we enter any turnstile. Huh? <laughs> Okay, I think we are at the middle part of the... Uh, we have three of seven uh, confessions. We have four more to go. Uh, it's 11.06 now. Shall we... We always get a chance to talk to our guests and get a bit, you know... Chit-chat. Yeah. No yeah. So, John, I know I know E.T. since way back. And <laughs> I know E.T. The first day I met E.T., we were both lying down on a grass patch looking up at the stars. Your head by my side <laughs> of my head. Yeah. Wow. And, point- and E.T. was pointing out to me, that's Uranus, that's Jupiter. <laughs> Why must you choose Uranus first? No, no, I mean star. It's la. not your anus, no. Be careful. <laughs> okay, so John and I, John and I, Bula, E.T. and I, we were both from Strangoon JC and he is the president wow. of the Astronomy Club. Vice president, uh, vice president, vice president. Uh, vice yes. president. Vice president. After okay. that, we kind of lost contact. Then I was into, I was, I was a chicken shit back then. But this guy was already the president of Singapore Paranormal Investigators, and mm. uh, he invited me down. I was just writing an article, and he said, "Hey, Tay, you want to go investigation?" I said, "Nope, no, thank you. <laughs> I was done with that." Uh, but we, we, kept in, we kept in touch. Uh, you know, we being Pranakan boys and all that, and love our drinks. Uh, even hosted. Uh, MC for his wedding as his brother. So we went a long way, long way. Nice. And uh, just glad to have him back. But I know a lot of stuff to know about ET, but I don't think John, you know, so I'm going to let you have the chance to ask questions as well as the fans out there who meeting ET for the first time who has not been here from 2019. And who's this guy with a CSI cap, you know, chubby chicks? Ah, it's your time to ask. <laughs> okay, over to you, John. Yeah, so please, please fire away if you have questions to ask our handsome guest tonight, all right? Uh, thank you, Eugene, for pointing out chubby cheeks, all right? Um, so I just want to know, right, you know, um, so you've spent so many time, you know, with SPI and, you know, and all that, right? How has your attitude towards things changed from before you really began taking this on and <clears throat> after, you know? So, okay, so... Days, all right. Yeah, What's so your perspective then? all this yeah. while I've always been intrigued by the paranormal. <clears throat> I think even more motivated mm. where the X Files uh, season kind of started 
during uh, my secondary school days. So I was, I mean, in the past where we didn't mm. really have internet, I had to go to the library and borrow books about reading about uh, Loch Ness, reading about Bigfoot, reading about <laughs> the various theories. So I was very, very inspired uh, about mm. how, uh, you know, that there are weird things happening in the world. Is it real? Can it be explained by science? So that was my primary mm. motivation. And um, it was always my dream to actually start an X-Files department uh, in Singapore. And I kind of nice. met up a few crazy enough guys. Uh, and, you know, mm. we kind of started SPI 20 over years ago. Um, so how it's changed mm. me is that I became a very scientific kind of person because there are many, many stories. Um, my mom tells me tons of mm. stories. Um, I hear from my friends. I hear say, but it's always never straight from the horse's mouth. It's always my friend said this because he heard from his friend. So mm. I really want to hear what yeah. it actually is. And every time uh, when we go for investigation, I always want to see whether we can explain by science. So be it a photograph, be it mm. ops, uh, I always try to go in depth to see if we can explain by science. Um, what right. I'm glad is I ma managed to put many people at ease by telling them, hey, it's probably your imagination. But mm. there are those instances that we just cannot explain lah. That things happen uh, according to what all those... Okay, why I like to bring up the Angmo paranormal groups is because they are very fleshy. Uh, it's all <laughs> for filming and very theatrical. Uh, yeah. It's not so much about science because if you really, really do paranormal research, it is very boring. Trust me. Okay, it's very, very boring. You tell jokes and they got no more jokes to say. And then something pops up and then you don't know whether it's really something or it's, you know, just one of your equipment malfunctioning. Mm -mm investigating for over 20 years, I probably would have only five instances, which I say is probably something I cannot explain. Wow. Uh, but that keeps me going, you see. Right. Um, because there are things in this world we cannot explain. So as much as how much the world and they wants me to say it is the hantu, <laughs> I try my very best to withhold that because we all need an EMF to drink. Ah! All right. Nice timing. <laughs> So yes, mm. um, I love paranormal research. Uh, now a bit older, as uh, what you guys were asking me, I, this is past my bedtime nowadays. Um, <laughs> but I still have that passion because, what is it? I mean, even when, I mean, I, I did company trips uh, to, to Scotland. I made like six of my mm. friends follow me, although they dreaded it. We drove like three hours to Loch Ness. And then I went to this museum of Loch Ness, <laughs> only to find out the entire museum was telling me that it's not really Loch Ness and it's probably something... Okay, basically, it's just being E.T. Like, it's just telling me, okay, it's probably science. Yeah. Probably something floating in the water. <laughs> and I drove like miles and miles just to find that out. So I understand how you guys feel. But that oh, is the reality what of what we are with paranormal research. <laughs> yeah. Right. So do you think, that, would, you, would you consider yourself someone who, uh, your fascination has always been paranormal research, mm. but what drives you is the search for that perfect encounter that perfect story cannot is that why you keep researching yes because to find out can i explain it if i can't explain then what could it be i mean can it can is it really science is it beyond science i mean i i have this theory that entities and everything are that of negative energy you know mm. uh, um so because as we know in physics energy cannot be created or uh, or destroyed so when we pass on the energy yeah. cannot be destroyed and it passes on is that the definition of reincarnation i really don't know um, but i right. believe that the energy formed 
you know, moves from a place to place, be it a different astral plane or something like that. I really don't know because if I knew and I wrote a book, I'll be a billionaire by now, like, you know. But obviously, I don't have that 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 uh, level yet. But I really do think to a certain level that entities are that of negative energy. So that is my theory. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Some mm. questions from it's the broke. public, from from our audience. Sleepy Healer is asking. I'm a fan of X Files. John, I think you might be lagging. You seem to be stuttering, like as if you're scared. I think the EMF very strong. Yeah. Area. Where do you stay, John? <laughs> do you stay near power lines? <clears throat> John is situated on the ley line. Isn't <laughs> okay, while he's while he's sorting out his um, EMF issues, mm. <laughs> uh, uh, Et Sleepy Healer yes. wants to know any experience that really spooked you out. Okay. Uh that time lah but do I need to repeat the story it's I don't know which episode the one the Red Hill incident ah, Cliff Notes lah just give a, a, a so okay version. so basically they did a, a investigation at Red Hill uh, Discovery Travel Channel crew was there cut a long story short but basically my uh, motion detector went off half of my gadgets went flat um, and then because being in Singapore unlike ghost hunters in the US they can barge in right this one cannot lah so we went back analyzed our data cut a long story short Actually, a child spirit was following me for two weeks. Uh, I had recurring nightmares. I was coughing blood. I shouldn't reveal too much because I think there's a story that was is similar to this later on in one of the Bangkok stories, uh, which I'll share a bit more. Um, yeah, and then eventually left me after two weeks. Um, the best thing was my friend was who saw it. Uh, she said, there's this small boy following me. She's got the third eye. And she said, usually when they follow you, right? They will never leave you. Wow. Then I, then I, then I can't yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure, man. When things, yeah. It's one thing where you get attachment. It's another thing that attachment cannot leave you. It's worse than a sticky girl, psycho girlfriend. Wow, that one, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second question I have is from Mr. David. Mm. How much would you say that you have invested monetarily in paranormal research? What is the most expensive piece of equipment you purchase? Was it worth it? Bro, whoever you are, my wife is just, you know, in the same room as me. Obviously, <laughs> I cannot reveal how much I spend on paranormal equipment. Um, but all I can say is um, it amortized over time. So, you know, you spend, you, you divide it over the years. It's pretty worth it. Um, most expensive equipment. Honestly, the most expensive equipment is actually manpower. Really. It's not about equipment uh, because equipment is just dead. Um, it's how you analyze the data uh, because there are very accurate equipments. You know, we always have this discussion, uh, K2 meter versus a trifumeter, but you need to analyze the data and you need to have people who are able to analyze. Like for example, the mar marble dropping incident, mm. we used to have this brilliant guy who actually used, uh, I mean, we analyzed the sound waves and he could measure the sound waves and then we measure the amplitude. Mm. And that's how we actually came to the conclusion that it's not like what HDB says, it was what? expansion contraction of metal beams in between the floors we realized that it was the sound of water gushing down uh, 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 your sink uh, getting distorted through the walls and the amplitude of the sound wave is exactly the same so your ears pick up that sound wave but your mind tries to pick up what sounds exactly like the sound wave and which is why you actually hear marble dropping uh, and that's the reason why it is so the most expensive equipment is actually people's effort in doing the investigation mm. I, I remember last time we used to have night vision cameras. 
but they always don't last yeah. very long. They get we use them for investigations, we put them on static, and for mm. some reason, two, three sessions in, cameras just go faulty. It's really la depends where you made in also la, you know. Most of them um, made in, you know where what? Yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> but the main thing is this, it's not so easy to capture. Uh, the best equipment you have is actually the human sense mm, mm. Um, because we can actually feel and sense what's happening around us. Mm. And if you can attune to it, uh, uh, switch off all your mobile phones and stuff like that, I think that's the best sensor amongst all. Okay, okay. Oh, well, looks yeah. like John is back. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Yeah, <coughs> your house too much just... EMF, la, I think. Which <laughs> area are you in? Which area do you stay in? <laughs> kalang, Kalang. Kalang, ah. kalang mm. got one, ah. I don't know, man. Kalang got one. Now, mm. I was just taking a trip to the black hole. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, um, Smooth Operator is with us in the chat. Yeah. Hello. Hello, Elvin. Uh, I already know that. $6.89. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and you. Ying Chong. Ying Chong also. $10. Oh, thank uh, you. Thank you. $10 with a question. Have a question for all the hosts. Okay. Mm. Has the knowledge of the supernatural strengthened your belief in religion? Since uh-huh. the idea of entities, spirits, and deities are very interconnected. I like mm. this question a lot. Mm. You guys go first. Okay. <laughs> I like this let question me, a lot. You let guys let go me go first. first. <laughs> let me go first. Because I, I was not a born Catholic. Um, mm. I was only baptized in uh, 2003. Oh, okay. So, um, the priest actually met us uh, up with, uh, you know, asking us questions on like, hey, you have anything that, you know, you're worried about and stuff like that. So I actually say, hey, yeah, um, you know, I actually do paranormal research. <coughs> Does it affect my religion? Mm. So why why I love this priest? Because the first thing he said, hey, okay, well, you go cemetery, I still go cemetery every day. Um, but what he said next was very important. He said, as long you don't dabble with demons and spirits mm. and stuff like that, and it's purely for research, yeah. then by all means, go ahead. Mm. Um, I think that's very important uh, because many a times, religious leaders, I think, I mean, sorry, with all due respects, um, mm. they are so passionate about their religion, they, they tend to overlook the simplicity of it. It is all about your heart and soul mm. and, and your belief in the religion. It's not about fixed rules. Yeah. So this guy went beyond like, because these things are not written in the Bible, right? Mm. So whatever he said, I think it inspired me to, to continue loving my religion mm. and mm. also continuing with my passion, which is about scientific research in the paranormal. Mm. So if you're asking me whether has it strengthened my faith, uh, so to an extent, yes, because I'm human. I go into the haunted house, I get scared as well, okay? <laughs> I'm not like some, like, I don't know, what what, what those Ghostbusters fellas, I, I'm not, I'm human, <laughs> right? So I also have my religious faith. Mm-hmm. When I go in, it's purely for research. And I think when you have that in good faith and you're not out there to just disturb someone, because tons of my relatives, uh, not relatives, my colleagues worry that when I do such things, right, I bring it back to the office, no, mm. I don't because it's purely for research. I'm not there to disturb things because everyone say, hey, why you want to disturb this? I, I don't really want to disturb them. Mm. I want to find out and understand more. So mm. that is my focus and I think it, it, it does help both ways. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. That's a very good good position to have. You know, for me, I mean, I, I was, I was uh, born Catholic, you know, and then uh, switched and became Protestant. And uh a lot of things changed when I switched to uh, uh, um, my second church, right? Uh, and I realized that there's actually a lot of the supernatural in the Bible, you know. And the more we sort of got into, um, uh, got into it, right? The more we started to be aware of the darkness around us, you know. So um, my church actually did quite a bit of exorcism in its time, 
you know, and, and although, of course, you know, not, not allowed to be present, right, because junior, right, but we always hear the testimonies, you know, and we witness, you know, minor miracles and all that. So, you know, it was not a religion that denies the supernatural, you know, but uh, Christianity to me was a way to keep your focus, right? Knowing that there's all these things out there and, and it's, it's slightly shadowy and it's hard to know what's going on. You need a light, mm, okay. you know, but the light does not cancel the darkness. It just focuses you. It gives you a path forward, right? But the darkness is still there and you must always be cautious. You must always be aware, you know, and, and have empathy, mm. right? For those who are dealing with darkness, you know, because for me, it's always, whether it's light or dark, it's still about humanity, Mm. Right and and what we believe in, whether it's official or unofficial, whether it's pagan or religious, it is to do with how you want to cope with the world, you know, and what what helps you to get through, right? Mm. Mm. So for that reason, you know, I, I I that's why I like supernatural confession so much, right? Is because everything that's told to us, that's confessed to us, comes from a place of uh, need, of necessity. You know, it's all people who are trying to deal with something they went through, not people who are trying to give you a scare or, you know, spin a tail, you mm. know, but they're all sharing, I went through this, this is how I'm dealing with it. These, these are the parts I cannot deal with. Can you help me out? You know, and so it's always a sort of a, a hand held out to yeah. the community, right? Saying, can you explain? Can you, you know? So, yeah, I appreciate that, you know? So, yes, I do believe that religion uh, uh, can go hand in hand with the supernatural mm. and should go hand in hand. Otherwise, you can get lost. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Eugene? I, I, I have had a bit of journey in the religion uh, from mm. 2012, 2014. I was researching up desperate for help and mm. when it comes to spiritual warfare not knowing mm. anything beyond Bomo and Black Magic and what I read in True Singapore Ghost Story the closest mm. thing to spiritual warfare is religion right you go to an mm. organized religion there is pangkat there's hierarchy there's authority you know you're not going to get fleas not as if mm. you go to a, a, a con man right in a Chinese shop or whatever right so mm. religion was the first taste of spiritual warfare and the more I involve myself and immerse myself in various religion, understanding mm. them, learning mm. about the doctrine, learning about its limitations, its vision and impression and perception of um, mm. the world, I then start to formulate my own understanding that actually most of the organized religions do kind of overlap. Some mm. have a specific doctrine and I can understand why those doctrines are created because human needs a framework and if you just go uh, like the old esoteric Buddhism belief and as long mm. as compassion and the nirvana is your main goal you can do whatever you want I think mm. a, a blanket statement like do whatever you want will not fly today already with template and religion people do argue even on the books yeah. and the page so I begin to see the breaking down of the walls between religion and I see everything as a spiritual movement and mm. in my limited understanding, of course, don't, really don't mean to, to step on anyone's toes. This is my understanding. Is I tend to feel that religion serves a purpose by allowing you to pick a side. And that becomes a comfort point because when everything is mm. too broad-based and there is no parameter, we as yeah. humans just cannot comprehend. And what we cannot comprehend is chaos. So religion mm. has a purpose. But if you ask me how I see it, I begin to break down the walls of religion and I see spirituality. Religion to me is organized. Here's 
a template. But spiritual is the vibrations, the world beyond it, spirit, God, angels, whatever name you want to call it. It's a mm. much bigger world. And of course, I'm mm. still figuring it out. And uh, I think we will, science itself is trying to catch up. But it's so interesting because no one yet is the authority to say, I have now written a book and therefore I can declare this is the global mm. narrative. We can't. <clears throat> so, in that grey area where everyone's narrative is just as valid is where we start to learn. The minute we start to shut down opinions, we go my way versus your way, mm. learning ends. The questions end. We, 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 we've we gone back. So, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Very good question, by the way. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with what Eugene says, mm. you know, that uh, whatever your religion is or, 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 you know, whatever your beliefs are, I think openness is very important. I don't think religions are created to close doors. Mm you know, but they are practiced to close doors sometimes, mm. right? Because that helps the religion to flourish, that maybe protects its members, you know, but um, at the heart of every religion is a desire to understand, right? And to understand, you have to be curious, you have to be willing to learn, otherwise you cannot understand, you know? Yeah. So what is a religion that reduces the world to just a few rules? That, that, that makes no sense. Oh. That's not the world. That's mm. your own little bubble, right? That's a bubble, right? Yeah. But a, re a religion that's curious, I think is a religion that's alive, <laughs> you know? And that's important, right? Okay, Joel had a question which I want to answer. Quick one, huh? okay. quick one. So Joel just asked, what is a minor miracle? Because I, I, I mentioned minor miracle. And he says, aren't miracles just, you know, are, are known for, be, for being exceptional, right? And I realized, I say, I say minor because uh, there were quite a lot of miracles happening around my church. So the, the, the big ones, I didn't get to witness lah. You know, I didn't get to witness. But there were minor miracles. And the one I had in mind when I said that, that, that phrase, actually, is a very common one. Uh, you see it, you know, every other Sunday you will see. I don't know if you are uh, if you guys know it, but uh, it's called being slain by the Spirit. Have you heard of it, E.T. and Eugene? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. It's not that yeah. quiet that you pour down one one. Uh, or more than fall down. So my aunt, for example, who was one of the latest ones, uh, the last ones in my family mm. to, 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 to come to church with us, right? She was quite resistant. And when she finally came to church, right? And she was, um, she had been baptized by water as a Catholic. But when she came uh, to, to the new church, she was baptized by the Spirit, right? And when the, um, so we prayed for her, we prayed for her. And when the, uh, when the pastor touched her forehead gently, she flew at least four meters up the aisle, Ooh. flung backwards and landed, okay, and landed with no sound, right? And when we asked her later, she said she landed like she was landing on a soft bed. Mm. She didn't feel the ground, you know? And so these are, to us, minor miracles, lah, you know, because you, you ask the pastor, is regular re regular occurrence. Can I make a comment, if you guys yes, don't mind? Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, with all due respects to all religions, um, actually, there's been many research done on uh, such slaining. Mm. Um, there's been research actually done. Uh, sorry, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't mean to disrespect any religion, uh, but when it comes to miracle healing and stuff, right? There have also been research done. Uh, mm. you know, okay. So the younger folks may not know Backstreet Boys. Okay, so Backstreet Boys are like last time the BTS. <laughs> okay, somewhat like that. Okay, you all understand where I'm coming from. Um, they actually done research and, and actually they were females that all the guy needs to do, right? The one, okay, I don't know their, their names, but the Backstreet Boys, because these mm. girls are like crazy fans, right? And they, they yep. are so enthu with these mm. guys coming. Mm. The Backstreet Boys guys uh, just touch them on their hand, right? They mm. go into immediate orgasm. Mm. 
Okay, I don't mean to be talking oh, no, about no. anything sexual or anything no. like that. Yeah. But, but I got to learn mm. that. So so when when you you are so in and so believe when you believe yeah. so much in a certain thing mm. and that you treat the fellow with so much reverence, right? Mm. That you are anticipating something, that sort yeah. of power and stuff like that. And mm. then when you just get that touch, yeah. Okay, which is why I also like to bring it in. Why a, a, an Ogawa chair versus an actual human <laughs> muscle is different is because of the human touch. The human mm. touch can deliver so much power that you guys mm. don't really understand. Yeah. Okay, if you guys actually have kids, um, people out there, you you know that this this thing called skin on skin. Yep. Okay. Mm. You know skin on skin. Okay. Mm. I don't know whether you guys do different skin on skin, but w- when the www.skinonskin.com. Yeah. So when you when a <laughs> A newborn is it, it's it's outright immediately mm. you go onto the mummy's chest to uh, do a skin on skin. Uh, what mm. actually happens if you guys don't know is actually the heartbeats sink. Yep. Oh. And that is so human, which mm. is why when you actually go for a, a massage with a real human and not a hantu or ogawa chair, right? <laughs> it is different because you have this human life force that 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 you know just transfers to a person to to mm. another and and that's why humans are so amazing. No wonder mm, you right. keep going back to massage parlor, lah, E.T., because you want to sink in with that, you know, the massage. He's searching. What He's massage searching. parlor? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> reflects, you mean? Bangkok. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Bangkok, we're right? Talking about ah. Bangkok, right. Okay. No, no. I mean, I agree. I, I don't, I, I, no, no offense taken because I think that's exactly the point, right? I think that there is behind what we call miracles, mm-hmm. you know, there is a logic. There is a logic, right? And the fact that someone is, you know, in such a sharpened and heightened state of belief, you know, right? That is that that manifests itself in such a in that moment superhuman feat, mm. right? Normally, I touch you, I touch you, I touch you. No one's going, no one's going flying, right? But in this particular moment, depends energy, how you touch, bro. That's true, <laughs> you know. But yeah, you know, in that very moment, you know, the energy between my auntie and what she was believing, and the pastor delivering the de- delivering the prayer, to mm. me, that's that's a miracle. No, I agree, I agree. You know, that that is a miracle because it didn't happen for me. It's not happening for anyone else. It happened for her mm. and it changes her life. What else do you need a miracle to yeah. do? Mm. Okay. Right? Guys, yeah. we probably have to move on to the next topic. I want, <laughs> I want to get uh, Navin Nett's um, uh, question in. He raised... What did he say? He raised sad. Like, you never... Oh, no. Wait, wait. Saber, Saber. We're still going to it. Last question, <laughs> last question. Huh? Okay. It's for Navin Nett. After your X-Files and as well as your religious background, do you believe that there's a life after death or there's such a thing as reincarnation? This is for E.T. Mm. Um, to a certain extent, like my theory on how entities are negative energy and energy cannot be created or destroyed, I think it gets recycled somehow. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know if that's what is exactly mm-hmm. called reincarnation or not. Mm. But I do believe that the, the energy lingers around. Mm-hmm. But whether it creates another life force being a human I'm mm. not sure if that's exactly what you mean. Mm. Yes. Which Nonia will just crush like a cockroach. <laughs> um, so I, I really don't know, but I do believe that there's this energy form that, that kind of lingers around, but whether it becomes human or an insect yeah. or whether it just forms part of this Earth's life force, I really don't mm. know. But I do believe that when we die, we don't just die. Mm. something happens after that. Is it reincarnation? I don't know, but I always tell my close friends, if I die before them, I'm very focused on coming back to tell them and then they'll write a story and then they'll become a millionaire. Iti, because I want to know too. If you die, uh, I'm going to Ouija bought you back, you know? 
I'm telling you this for fact, ah. Uh. Okay, your 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 wake, ah. Uh, your your one, your wife not around. Your one around. I go. Okay, iti ah, popi popi ah. Give me phone number. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You're never getting away from Eugene. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the next confession is called "Must Be Going for a Costume Party." Confession by Lennon and narrated by one of the sexiest voice in Supernatural Confessions. I'm working in Bangna, and to avoid the traffic jam on my way home. I would take a shortcut through a kampung. It was about 7pm, but in Thailand, by this time, the sky was already very dark. I was driving very slowly because the kampung route has narrow roads. Midway through my journey, I saw this lady from afar, wearing a Thai period costume. The type with the baggy shorts to the knee. Those pointed headpieces. Imagine those dancers at the Irrawan Shrine. I was like, what the fuck? Still got people dressed like that. Ah. Costume party, is it? As my car passed the lady, I looked at her face and to my horror, her face, white. Not pale, white. Eyes all black. No whites in the eye. Mouth was bloody red and big like a Joker character in Batman. I continued to drive, took a glance at my mirror after I passed and was surprised to see her reflection in the mirror. I thought ghosts got no reflection, ma. Anyway, I bought a rosary and hung it in my car. I still use this route till today, but I didn't encounter that thing anymore since. Supernatural Confessions was created as a safe space for people to share their paranormal encounters. If you or someone you know has a strange encounter to share, we want to hear about it. You can type it to us, send us a voice memo, or even meet me for a face-to-face -face interview. Visit supernaturalconfessions.com for more info. Okay, short confession this one. Uh, wow. What do you guys think? Okay, I just want to show you what's a picture. Uh. He, he said there's this... Uh, Where's this picture from? Okay, so this is the Erwan... Dancing, uh, one shrine. shrine, right? Mm. So mm. he he mentioned a cost a Thai period costume with baggy shorts, to the knee yeah. and pointed headpieces. This is what yeah. he's talking about. Those of you who watch Thai horror films, you will also find this quite uh quite familiar, right? It's uh, quite a popular traditional uh folk ghost that appears in quite a lot of Thai films, and uh it's quite spooky actually. Uh, her name uh the the this ghost is called uh Pinang Lum which is the, the ghost of a traditional dancer, right? So is that what he saw? What do you think, E.T.? Okay, the first thing the first thing that came to my mind is, um, is it really a ghost? I mean, mm. the first thing that, that made me think it was not a ghost is that he saw a reflection. Mm. So, mm. you know, could it actually be someone, and then he saw like blood on the mouth and stuff like that. Mm. Could it be someone that actually just got into an accident or not? That maybe coming back after a performance, and then someone knocked that fella down. Oh, and then he obviously is pale because he's losing blood. Mm. And then this person had a reflection. So why didn't he stop and check whether the fellow was okay, lah? Maybe the girl was ah. calling out. Uh, yeah, then he like, oh, hantu, okay, just drive off. Oh no. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I don't know. That was my first thought. Yeah, I didn't so, think of that I, at all, bro. Yeah, I think if anyone you know, you know, I think, uh, I, bloody I, I think it's hard <laughs> Well, it was 7 p.m. The sky was already dark. So, hmm. But you see, how can he drive so fast away? It's Bangkok. Lah. 
<laughs> no, cross Kampong, Kampong. Kampong. Oh, Kampong. Rural, ah, rural okay, back okay. roads. Okay. Ah, but right. the first thing yeah. I would think is, you know, maybe it was really a human because generally, mm. uh, if it's a sort of hantu, yes, I really do believe there's no reflection. Okay, to be frank, for me, it's very, I mean, it, it, it's very hard for me to imagine it being a hantu because if you are in a, a, a you know, a Kampong neighborhood, right? Then there are shrines everywhere, right? And all the shrines have traditional rituals and ceremonies which involve the whole community. You know? And like when I was in Bali, for example, every time I look out and I was thinking of my friends, I look out the window, I always see people in traditional costume walking up and down because they're going to rehearsal, coming back from rehearsal all the time. You know, mm. the whole village is dressed up because everyone is dancing or they're taking classes or, you know, so to me, it's not so surprising. Maybe to a, a urban dweller, mm. You know, it might be surprising, but actually, no, she's probably one of a troop of people. I don't, I cannot explain why her makeup so bad or so extreme. <laughs> or maybe, as as Et pointed out, you know, she just had an accident. Okay. You know, but her presence there in that costume is hardly unusual if you're living in a community. Mm. That you know, yeah. I okay, so Kam again, Jin. it's. Hmm. I, He's a jin. He's I, a jin. No la, it's a Thai story <laughs> la, Thai story. Uh, okay. Uh, Hang Jae wants to know what's how do you spell that. That character that you mentioned. Uh P Nang Lum. P H I P Nang Lum. N A N G L U M. Okay. P Nang yeah. Lum. Hopefully uh Hanji yeah. that answers your question. Mm. I'll type uh, it up. Okay. Yeah. One more thing. Uh mm. this was a confession that came to me um from this guy called Jones Liu. And mm. in his confession, face-to-face confession, uh, he said that he saw a spirit on the way to Malaysia in a mm. reflection. He turned, it's not there. He turned back to reflection, it's there. And the spirit knows he's looking at him and he waves. So to say that spirit don't appear in reflection may not be right because Karina also back up, mm. back this up in, in the comment section. She says, I either see the hantu only in reflection or real life without reflection. Never right. both. Same with mm. Jones. So mm. this, in this case, he's mm. real life and reflection. So mm. this goes against the trend. lah. Yeah, so it's an injured fella, like it's an injured fella that was crossing the road. <laughs> yeah. I included this in because I thought it was a very freaky story. Mm. Again, yeah. uh, there have been many videos and I've been driving in Malaysia as well. So I love to take the, the back roads. Mm. It is very easy to get yourself spoke because it's totally dark. Mm. And the people who are in the village, they walk in pure darkness, guys. They don't they don't need flashlight, you know? they, they know the place. But <laughs> yeah. when you're driving and suddenly your headlight just flash across <laughs> and you see someone. Yeah, uh, old woman hunchback with a walking stick yeah. is a nenek kabayan. And I freak myself out a couple of times. Yeah. And mm. as I drive past, I see her, I see reflection. And I, in some sense, I'm very much a Lennon. I see the person, I see reflection, I go, oh, okay, got reflection, got, got actual physical body, <laughs> not the hantu. But it can get freaky, especially in these rural roads. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There are people commenting that there are several hantus that they come across which have appeared in mirrors. Uh, Imagine Lion has one at work that appears in reflection. And actually, there were several confessions we've shared, right? Where spirits were seen in the reflection of the computer screen, etc., etc., etc. So I don't know if it's... Uh, maybe it's not a blanket rule. Maybe there are certain varieties of hantu that appear and certain ones who don't. We don't know yet, right? Now, this is something we, we can... Spend a lifetime trying to figure out, okay? Yeah. Like, what are the classifications? I'm just curious. Um, the mm. past few confessions, right? Mm. No one actually went to find out exactly what is happening. No. 
what yeah, is happening. They didn't but, open the door. They didn't check whether the fellow is a real hunter. Like didn't slow down yeah. and stop and see. Yeah. So I mean, so, sorry. I mean, I, mm. I don't mean to ask everyone to be crazy, but generally, if you come across something paranormal, I think it's good to actually verify what it is. You know why they don't <laughs> do that? Why? Because why? they are not paranormal investigators. Oh, they are paria normal. <laughs> they are just, <laughs> they're just norm. They're just normal investigators. <laughs> Got lah, got lah. The first confession lah. She checked the door. She checked the door mm-hmm. to make sure that it was not, you know. Yeah. I think it depends on, I think, the level of... She didn't check the door. She didn't physically touch it. She didn't check she did. the atmospheric pressure, whether there was a okay, change like, she in did. pressure. She had no equipment with her, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm fussy for her lah. Sorry, yeah. A yeah, bit OCD. She, yeah. she was able to check that it was heavy, mm-hmm. right? She was able to verify that. So she clearly did... No, wait. She, she said it looks heavy. I think no, she no, didn't she, push it. She pushed oh. it physically. I think she said it looks heavy. Is um okay. I will verify. Come, I check. I check. Oh, okay. how on she, Yeah, how did she check a door without touching it? it was aga fine. aga. Which there's one? this pranakan thing called aga aga. Because that's how I asked my mom. <laughs> how heavy is the? How many shallots you put? It's aga, aga. <laughs> aga aga. Okay, she made a dash towards the swing doors to check things out. Yeah, she did. There were no controls. It wasn't automatic door. They were sturdy frame. I think when she says check things out, okay she la, didn't okay mean la. that she stared at the door. Yeah, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> okay sorry, yeah, yeah. a bit too fierce. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, let's not so. dwell on this confession too long. We've got three more to go. Three more. All right. And it's just getting better and better from here. Scarier. So <laughs> far, we have always been on the fence, but the next few confessions is going to challenge your belief. Nice. Okay? Mm. Sorry, I can I read out one comment by oh. Smooth. So frankly, as paranormal researchers, do you think that over the couple of years, there's so much increase in paranormal anomalies that, I mean, could it be due to handphone abilities or something? Something is a miss. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, okay, handphone, uh, I really don't know, but that actually makes your K2 meter go off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, uh, to a certain extent, uh, EMF is created by handphone. Okay. EMF. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I was waiting for him. I knew where he was coming from already. <laughs> no, no, I really didn't mean that. But generally, the, the theory of... Okay, sorry. Okay, you all don't have to drink, but I need to say it. But generally, <laughs> the theory of EMF is either entities actually produce EMF or they're attracted by EMF. So mm. whether handphones causes mm. paranormal activity, no. High levels of EMF actually makes your mind perceive things which are not there. Okay, mm. I verified this uh, on a diving trip with... a. Uh, uh, actually a neurosurgeon, that very high levels of EMF makes your mind actually see sparks or, or blinks and, and light and stuff like that. So mm. it actually makes you see things which are not there. But mm. to actually verify whether it's that by science or whether it causes paranormal activity, I really don't know. So mm. I can't really answer your question. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I always think that, you know, you always feel that there's more stuff happening, you know, there's more, uh, it's starting to trend, right? You know, but mm. that's only because we are now more connect, more connected and yes. the stories are much more accessible, right? In my grandma's day, for example, I'm sure there were just as many anomalies happening, but she can only hear the ones that are nearby. La. She's not mm. going to hear about anomalies elsewhere, No internet, right? ma. Yeah, but here we are talking about anomalies in Bangkok, you know? I think, mm. yeah. So it sounds a lot that, more because we have access to all this information. Correct, you know? But yeah, whether or not there's there's actually something amiss, wah, that's interesting to find wow, out. Wow, this one's <laughs> interesting. Quick one, huh? uh, Eugene Toh. Mm. Ah. This is thin foil head uh, category. <laughs> this one is asking, does wearing an aluminum foil cap fan <laughs> off the <laughs> Bro, you're trying to cook what? Some ota or something like that? I don't know, but uh, I have not tried it. 
maybe we can conduct an experiment. <laughs> I don't know how, but <laughs> you wear a tin point hat and see whether hey, I cannot see ghosts leh. <laughs> no, I can see. Hey, cannot see. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I don't think so because EMF is at such a high level, right? Mm. I don't think aluminum foil can reflect anything, uh, because oh, you know your skin is still porous and stuff like that. Unless you wrap your whole self in it, I that one I really don't know, but I don't think so. You make you make me want to say EMF. Ah, oh, no. I, I gotta go take another bottle. But you do your next confession, I'll go grab another bottle. <laughs> oh, so it's my turn, is it? Real kids or yes. ghost kids? They are right. all just okay. as annoying. And you can tell who came out with this title. <laughs> okay, take it away. I want to share an experience that I encountered during my younger days, which I was lucky to be unharmed. This happened around 2001 on my very first trip to Bangkok. We checked into the hotel in the afternoon. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I have to laugh because it says Bangkok F and then asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. So Bangkok F Hotel. have no idea what it means, but... Um, it's very interesting. My room was located on one of the higher floors for three persons, which was like a penthouse or some premium room. The room was right at the corner near the staircase, and I can't near the staircase again, huh? And I can't remember if we knocked the room door politely to inform them, the spirits, that we are staying for a few nights. The floor we were on was mostly empty with many rooms unoccupied. And the whole place was eerily quiet. While unpacking our luggage, I heard noises outside a room which seemed like kids playing, laughing, opening and closing the doors repeatedly, which annoyed the hell out of me. I was cursing and swearing under my breath and I opened the door ready to give the kids a good scolding, but there's no one outside. The whole level was empty and quiet just as before. I went back to unpacking and the noises started again. I rushed to the door to check, but still outside was quiet. Shortly after that, we headed out of the hotel. Nothing much happened throughout, but one of my friends was having a fever throughout the next few days and had to self-medicate. He did mention that he didn't sleep well throughout and felt weird, which I believe is related to those things. The reason I was bad probably is I was more hot-tempered or more... Okay, this one, Te Sabo. He put some Chinese word. Sha Chi. Sabo, you. Later on, I checked on the internet and realized that this hotel was haunted with quite a number of supernatural news and stories. Some years back in the 80s, there was a fire incident and caused some death. I gave my friend a good scolding for not checking and getting us such a dirty hotel. However, I'm lucky to be unharmed throughout. Hmm. Yeah, okay, come. Eugene. Okay. Take us. Uh, me, uh. I went to mm. take, I went to take drinks now. Then you asked me to come this one first. Yeah lah. You said you said the upcoming stories are okay. harder for us, right? So you come prove right, it, yeah, prove right. it, prove it. Okay. <laughs> so for <laughs> let me take a quick glance at this one. Okay, children, <laughs> okay. Corner room, children playing, yeah. right? Yeah. And then Cor- uh, corner room near staircase. Mm. So my own experience, corner room near staircase seems to always be the place. Not just one hotel, but many hotels as having a lot of funny sounds. Now, the rational mind tells me it's sound that travels from other places. Mm-hmm. But in this case, he hears a sound. Enough for him to get annoyed. You open a door, there's no sound. If this was a case where noise travels from other room, the mm. open door, closed door, it should not make a difference. So it's almost as if there are children's spirits around in this hotel 
and they're just having fun. And of course, uh, he was living in a hotel on the floor where it's relatively empty. So the spirits are, if you have been for my Supernatural Confessions, um, Walk with Hantu, tour in Changi, you hear some of the confession stories that we talk about with Rain Tree Hotel. When it's empty, the spirits actually do take residence there. And in fact, special rituals have been put in place to move the spirits from disturbing people onto a, a different place. And it is true to me, I believe that not everyone can see spirits. And some people have the sachi, very strong young energy, uh, the, especially the hot temper, the alpha males, the the very uh, gung ho people, the one who yep. wants to say, "Hey, I never see ghosts. Show me ghosts. Where's the ghost? Huh? I go cemetery. No ghosts. Ah, uh, these <laughs> are the people that cannot see ghosts. The ones that mm. can see ghosts are the oh, I don't see ghosts. I'm really scared of ghosts. Ah, ah, or ghosts. Ah, <laughs> uh, ghosts will come to you. So, mm. I think in this particular story. Uh, because it's not just isolated to this incident, but mm. what I felt was interesting was this confession talks about a repeated experience that is so common in mm. many different hotels. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just have to be in Bangkok. It seems to be an unnatural phenomena where there are children spirits running around. And when I mm. was in again in, in Indonesia and I asked, why are there Indonesian, uh, why are there spirits child spirit running around a hotel. Mm. That's my question. Right. And uh, the was that Indonesia or Thailand? I, okay, mm. either one. Indonesia or Thailand, right? And I was told this. I'm just relating mm. to you guys. Mm. Every hotel or every establishment, even in Singapore, yep. if you notice, there will mm. be a shrine somewhere. Most times mm-hmm. in Singapore is the basement car park. Yep. Maintenance room, mm-hmm. basement car park, there's always a shrine outside. Hotels mm. always have a shrine. I was in Shangri-La and I looked down the window huge shrine okay mm. so it's not open to public because it's always in the back back room but there's always mm. a shrine one of the things that owners do especially Chinese owners uh, Buddhist maybe or maybe even Thai Buddhism mm. uh, and I think in, in some parts uh, Indonesia more of the, the Hindu side they believe in giving merits mm. back to the spirit so right. Like seven months and all that, what is it actually? It's giving offerings to the spirit. When you pai pai to the Chinese temple, there's also one part where it's the for the children's spirit is to give mm. merits to the spirit because these are innocent souls that sometimes don't even know they're dead. Mm. But when you bring them into your hotel, you allow them to not be wandering and you're feeding them, you're giving offering and you're devoting merits to them, it brings good fortune to the establishment. And for the spirits, they get to cross over and reincarnate. It's like a win-win situation. Mm. So I believe in this particular story, when he heard the children playing, it could be just non-Malaysia spirit running around an empty space. And like mm. typical of children, because spirits, spirit children sometimes don't even know they are dead. Adult open the door, they keep quiet. They well behave. Adult <laughs> close the door, they continue playing. Right? <laughs> And especially this guy is so hot tempered with Sachi. It's like he walks out, he's a disciplined master coming down to the to the schoolyard. <laughs> so to me, this is how I am analyzing this confession, and that is my takeaway. Um over mm. to you guys. I agree. I agree entirely. I think uh, I do believe that in the in the spirit world, um, the population of child spirits is probably one of the highest 
you know, because um, there's so much more reason for them, right, to linger, you know, because they're not aware of what, it, what, what, what they're supposed to do. Right, and also, you know, children are, stu children are stubborn, huh? you know, I was alive, now you tell me I'm dead, the one, you know, I enjoy being alive. You know, and then there you go, right? So uh, there's no reasoning with them. You know, um, I, I I like the idea that there's a way to make peace with them, to you know, sort of take care of them, right? You know, and then slowly, slowly, you know, ease their way, you know, into the other world. Uh, I do think though that uh, they were not there by accident. I think they are there on that floor outside the door because they are being a little bit curious. Inquisitive? So many other floors they can play on. They're purposely playing outside this door. Hmm. Right? And they purposely come out. We keep quiet, keep quiet. Yeah. And they close the it's door. Genius, ha, 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 you know? yeah. Yes. You know, because that's what kids are, right? You know? Yeah, they're playing around mm. you. Mm. Right? I don't think malicious, but definitely mm. teasing. You know? Because it can be pretty boring. Pretty boring to be a ghost. <laughs> huh? yeah. So, if I was a ghost, I'll be pulling everybody's leg because yeah. walao, eh, what yeah. else can I do, man? You know? Yeah. E.T., what do you think? Yeah, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, I think there was no mention of what time it was that he was unpacking his bag. Um, mm. Because if we could as uh, ascertain exactly what time it was, then we can uh, see... Afternoon. Afternoon. Check okay. in in the afternoon. So exactly. So afternoon, there's a very high chance that there'll be kids. And although it sounds like it's coming from the corridor, if I mean, I'm sure everyone has stayed in hotels before. Um, the sound and, and you know, because they need to cut costs and stuff, like, it's not like solid walls in between. The sound actually travels through walls. In fact, sound travels very well through solids. Um, so actually, you can have kids running around in a, maybe in a room like a couple of doors down. And it sounds like it's coming from the corridor. So you know, um, especially if it says in the afternoon that there's a very high chance that it's probably just not something that's paranormal, but something that's just coming from the, the a door, like a few doors down. Um, even if you stay in HDB, you realize that when you hear renovation sound, it sounds like coming directly above you, but actually it's from a unit somewhere else. It's because of how the sound travels to, through solids, right? Giving you the impression that it's actually coming from a certain location, but actually it's somewhere else. So my take is it's probably just a normal sound, especially if you say it's in the afternoon. <clears throat> my kids go crazy in the afternoon and they do mm -hmm. run around. Um, I, I have never come across a kid that doesn't run around because then that would be paranormal. So with kids <laughs> running around and chasing each other around, I think it's uh, very possible that it's just coming from a, another room. Mm. But if you are going with sound coming from another room, mm. then in that case, I would say that you would at least see the children on that same floor. Or you open no, the door. No, but it's inside the room. Uh. No, inside but, the room. Uh. But, they don't but, run the corridor. Right. So that's why my question is, mm. cannot be you open, it's quiet, you close, the sound come back. Yeah, that's true. La. Okay, that uh, one is true. La. Yeah. Yeah. So that did, it, did it really go silent when you opened mm. the door? Or did it just, you know, become less clear? And to him, it sounded like it changed. Yeah. Okay, okay, uh, I, I, I'm going to read out the line again. Huh? Yeah. While unpacking our luggage, I heard noises outside our room, which seems like kids playing, laughing, opening and closing the doors repeatedly. I understand. Mm. Which annoyed the hell out of me. Totally understand. I was cursing and swearing under my breath. 100% understand. And I opened the door ready to give the kids a good scolding. But there was no one outside and the whole level was empty and quiet just as before. I went back to unpacking and the noise started again. Unless it's so chill, I opened the door then... Quiet. Imagine, Ate, you and I as kids. And this <laughs> uncle opened the door, 
few doors down, you hide lah, you quiet because you know the flush no market you are. Yeah, correct. So that that's a possibility. I mean, I'm just being extreme lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a possibility because I imagine myself, I would do that. No, but the reason you are eating, you're invited here because we want to see the alternative point of view, right? Like yeah, but I don't want to sound too extreme. So what I wish that this guy did, right? This uh, this this person named Anon, right? Um, I wish what he did. Was he was not alone, right? Was there no, anyone in the uh, room with him? Oh, he was alone. Okay, otherwise cannot. His friends cannot book lah. Different room, different room. But uh, you know what I would do, right? You know, I would close the door and sound uh, like as if I was in the room and I just sit outside and stare, see where these kids are coming from. Oh no, I would just make my friend do uh, experiment with me. I go inside and listen. You run up, you run uh, around, up and so, down the corridor. Exactly. And let let's see if it's the same sound, right? Just to verify whether the sound was coming from another room. Or from the corridor. I, I mean, that's not a hard thing to do. I, right? I will have a very different time with you guys. I will just go and buy candies downstairs. I put them in a bowl Straight outside. <laughs> I offer this to the spirit of the children. Nah, holler! Don't disturb me. <laughs> and and then meanwhile, the neighbor kids will still carry on playing. Hmm. Then they will so come in and they will take my sweets. Then I come in the morning. I see sweets. Somebody sing. Confirm got ghosts. <laughs> That's why you must the, to, to confirm, right? Use candles. Uh, uh, candles. See whether they eat the candles. Okay. Or okay. Okay, again, next one. Huh? Any last words from you guys about this confession? Uh, no, okay. actually. Ha. Oh, no. Wait, what's happened? Why? What happened to you? I think he went to see whether what's there happened? were kids outside his door. Did you... Hey, what happened to John? Adoy! He froze uh, again. Pantang, say something wrong. Did uh. I freeze or did you go? No, you froze and you are hanging now. Really? Oh no! Okay. Am I hanging? Am I hanging? They don't say he's hanging. Am la. I hanging? Yeah, la, I don't oh, well, sweet, yeah, okay. Sweet, uh. Okay, come. All right? Your turn. Am I all right? The ghost who likes to keep clean. Must this be ghost with OCD okay. la. Are you ready, John? Okay. Am I? Is is my volume okay? I don't know. Am I still hanging? Or? No, you're fine now. I I need feedback. Okay. 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 You want feedback, uh, right. John? I can. Ding! <laughs> That's a very lame joke. Hey. I don't know who came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goes who likes okay. to be clean. Take it away, John. My boyfriend and I recently went for a three-day, two-night trip to Bangkok. We stayed at a nice five-star hotel at a very famous location connected to a huge conference place. Oh, yeah. Oh no, have I disappeared? John, we can still hear you. John? John! John's gone. Okay, I'll do mine first. Huh? E.T., you ready? Try to read it. I, 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 uh, the one that... Uh, you want to read it? Or I read it? You read it? Lah. The ghost who likes to keep clean? No, no, lah, no. Lah. There's one more. The last one. The... You read the last one, I, but I can read his lah, if you want. Okay, lah. you want to read his? Okay. Hold on. Set that up for you. The ghost who likes to keep clean. My boyfriend and I recently went for a three-day, two-night trip to Bangkok. We stayed at a five, in a nice five-star hotel at a very famous location connected to a huge conference place. We arrived about 9pm and after a quick dinner, we went back to hotel, showered and passed out before midnight. I'm a light sleeper, especially if I'm sleeping at a new or foreign place. I guess I just can't get used to the environment. So I ended up tossing and turning a lot. My, breath, my boyfriend was nicely snoring away. 
Then at about 3.28 a.m., I heard the shower running and there was a strong smell of lavender-scented shower gel. I'm sure of the exact timing because I wear an Apple Watch to sleep every night when, and I wake up instinctively to look at it and to see how much time I have left to sleep before the alarm goes off. I was wide awake at this point but did not get back to check. Did not get up to check, sorry. I didn't wake my boyfriend up knowing he must be very tired from driving five hours before this. Ten minutes later, the shower turned off by itself and eventually I drifted off to sleep. Next morning, I told my boyfriend what I experienced and he brushed it off saying it was probably the sound of someone showering in the next hotel room. I thought about it and decided it was best to just go with the explanation. He also told me to wake him up if it happens again tonight. That night, we slept a bit later at around 1am. I was dead tired from the lack of sleep the night before, so I had no problem dozing off my boyfriend too. Then, exactly at 3.28am, it happened again. The sound of the shower running accompanied by the smell of the shower gel. This time, I woke my boyfriend up and he heard it too. And he told me to just ignore it and go back to sleep. Fine. It took me a while to get back to sleep though. And my boyfriend was already snoring. All of a sudden, my boyfriend started grunting and gesturing like he's trying to push someone or something off him. I sat up, turned on the bedside lamp and shook him to wake him up. In a few seconds, he woke up and he sprang right out of bed. His face was so puchat. Puchat in Malay just means white as sheet. Then after he calmed down, he sat down on the bed and told me that he suddenly felt a cold pair of hands strangling him, trying to choke him. And right at the moment as he said that, we could smell that same smell of that lavender shower gel filling the entire room. Wow, eh. We turned on all the lights in the room, including the bathroom, and he stayed up all night while I slept. I woke up at 7am and then he went to sleep till it was time to check up. We skipped breakfast that morning, which was a waste because the spread was really good. Wasted lah. To be honest, we travel quite a bit, like five to six times a year for vacations or for work. We have stayed in various hotels and this is the first time we ever experienced anything supernatural. And so aggressive some more. Don't know what to make of this, but we hope we won't gonna this again the next time. Damn scary. Mm. Welcome back, John, and thank you, E.T. <laughs> wow. Oh, this one, huh? I, I, I think this one is a bit harder to debunk. Harder. I have I have questions. Mm. What's mm. the difference between a smell of lavender and a smell of lavender-scented shower gel? That was exactly my point <laughs> I was writing in my CSI. <laughs> yeah. There's actually you know? no difference. <laughs> right. Is it, so is it because it's the shower sound, therefore you associate the smell with something in the bathroom or, or you know couldn't it just have been shower and you know miss uh, pee yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe, the maybe. actual flower or could it be that we've never smelled real lavender mm. we only know lavender shower gel actually Quite it frankly, smells the same because I I'm, used to grow lavenders ah so it does smell the same it smells la. the same mm. actually I wouldn't even recognize lavender if I smelt it but I would probably mm. guess it if I smelt shower gel so I don't know <laughs> Um, I, that's curious. I mean, here we have two witnesses, right? Mm. We have two witnesses, you know. Uh, I, I, I sense that the boyfriend was actually quite spooked also because he didn't even want to go and check. Yeah. 
so easy to just go and pick in the bathroom, right? If you are so sure that it's nothing. So mm. I think the boyfriend also like, uh-huh, sure, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm, let's go to bed. And in fact, the boyfriend might have been more scared than her because he ended up being the one that gonna the sleep paralysis, mm. right? So in his in his consciousness, I think this thing was much more prominent than yeah. in hers. She was just sleepy, sleepy, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. Would you connect the sleep paralysis with the shower situation? To Are me, they connected? To me, mm. I feel that there is a very high chance that there is something in that that um that room. Mm-hmm. Uh, why I say that is I have been on the receiving end mm-hmm. of shower that went on by itself mm-hmm. and turned off by itself. And this okay. was ha- this happened at Spottiswood Park. The building is no longer there, it's torn down. Mm. I was in the shower, taking a piss, and mm. The, 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 I mean, I was in the, the toilet taking yeah. a piss and the shower turned on by itself. And so yeah. I looked, right? And again, as much as I go, must, it must be the hantu. When it happened to me, the rational mm. side will always kick in because I don't want to scare myself. Yeah. And so I told myself in my mind, not even out loud, if I say, mm. don't disturb me mm. and the thing turned off by itself, mm. it, it's harder to explain away lah. Right? And in my mind, intent, intent, right? We talk about all this intent. I said, please mm. don't disturb me. I'm just here as a guest. I'm going to go off in the morning. Shower mm. turn off. Indonesia, it happened. Shower turn on, shower turn off. Mm. Uh, Palace of the Golden Horse uh, Hotel, when the room oh. is known to be haunted, shower turn on, shower turn off. And I'm not even talking about off on like a, a, a faulty, faulty faucet. It's mm. on command. And if wow. you remember my story about how I was in Malay in the, the resort where the water mm. turned off by itself and it was not like a faulty faucet again because it's mm. a faucet that requires you to hold it and right. move it right. 180 degrees to turn off and turn on as a right? So <laughs> to me, if anyone tells me their hotel toilet, the shower can turn on and off by itself, mm. I have no reason based on my personal experience to doubt that. Because it has happened to me not once, but on multiple occasions. Right? Mm. So my immediate go-to when I hear a thing like something like this, a story like this, is mm. you are in that room with something. Now, right. and I, I think I agree with the rest of my host, whether it's lavender scented soap, <laughs> lavender cut. <laughs> Uh, I, I as a man I probably will never tell I can go into Buff and Body Works I cannot tell the difference okay uh, so I'm taking it as at face value but mm. uh, because there's a shower and there's lavender mm. smell I can understand there is a correlation but perhaps mm. this lady can really differentiate between mm. a soap yeah. and not I mean I don't know right but there's definitely a smell that comes with it and what fresh was, lavender versus uh, essence essence of lavender and, and, okay mm. so to, to make this story a lot more credible and a lot more freaky is mm. when the boyfriend was relating his his dream. Yeah, the smell came back. Smell came back. Mm. Oh my god. This is uh, why? Why? What's happening? On my screen I see that the Thai dancer image has ah. came back. Yes. Oh Pinanglom. I did not put it up. Pinanglom is back. Colavender smell now. <laughs> or Frenchy Penny no, it's flower gel Frenchy Penny flower gel yeah. <laughs> okay someone in the group has already solved it uh, C. Joe has solved your problem Eugene 
the ghost is always making Eugene take shower because you always smelly. Hey, I shower a lot on, not chow chow on. So every room you go into, the ghost is like, excuse me, shower please. <laughs> shower please. They're hinting at you, okay? Mm. Um, I'm very interested in why showers... Okay, so, so so okay, you know me and Yin and Yang, right? And and, 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 and my, my, my fascination with that, <laughs> you know? And wouldn't it be very interesting if the ghost is so sensitive you know, that you come in, right? And because you're human, right? So the yang energy went up, right? Mm. By a few degrees. Then the ghost is like, uh, 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 I need to balance. I need to balance. I need mm. more yin. Come, running water. Mm. <laughs> you know, and the ghost is just trying to counteract your sha chi. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I too mad already, la, that's why. Maybe, maybe that's why. Can I just point out also that in the previous confession, uh, your Han Yu Pinyin leaves something to be desired because although <laughs> E.T. was smart enough to guess that it's Sha Chi, uh, but you wrote Sha Chi, which is kill chicken. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's why I say Sabo. Yeah. <laughs> Sabo. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, not the same. Uh, not the same. Okay. How do you, how do you spell pronounce, how do you spell the Han Yu Pinyin for Sha Chi? Q-I. Q-I. Yes. J I. For the same reason that uh, uh, Marvel got it wrong. Uh. <laughs> right? It's Shang-Chi, right? Oh, okay. you know? yeah. Shang-Chi, okay. Yes, but any- yes, Lavender Station, Miss P points out. Okay. E.T., what do you think? Was it a okay. shower problem? Was it a neighbor showering at 3.28 a.m.? The first thing that came to my mind is a very OCD ghost. Because the <laughs> it, it haunts uh, at fixed timing. One. Yeah. 3.28 a.m. Mm. No? no. <laughs> But on a serious note, this sounds a lot like a residual haunting. Yeah. Okay, uh, hold your horses. Uh, I only say residual. Sounds like a residual haunting. I never say it is a residual oh, haunting. Okay. Uh, okay, so what that happens is basically uh, is when an entity is trapped in that time and space and it repeats the haunting because it doesn't, firstly, it doesn't know when it's dead and it repeats at a certain time in a certain manner. Mm. Now, why did a poltergeist, the, the first thing that I ask is why did this poltergeist activity affect only her boyfriend and not her? Mm. Could he have resembled a person that committed a crime to the the spirit? Um, usually, such incidents would leave some marks. So I'm curious to know that if he was so called strangled, right? Was mm. there actually some bruises that was on his neck? Mm. Because he could say that he felt uh, suffocated, but but mm. were there really handprints? Um, right. That, that's the that's that's the first thing I will ask. Then again, someone who is snoring. Um, would be in their deep, deepest uh, phase of sleep, usually in the yep. what they call delta wave. So mm-hmm. it's also the time where dreams are experienced. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if actually the boyfriend was actually experiencing a very vivid dream. Mm-hmm. Okay, and to be honest, I mean, with all due respect, because I have sleep amnesia. If he can fall asleep so fast and he snores, chances are he has sleep amnesia. So mm-hmm. whenever she wakes him up, I say, hey, you know, there's something. He just say, go fall asleep because he's actually in deep sleep. Yes. He can talk about it, but actually he's sleeping. Um. Mm. I feel it's very possible to actually hear shower through uh, your hotel room. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because actually what, what happens is, um, you know, sound, like I said earlier, uh, sound travels really well and weirdly through solids. Mm. Uh, for those in who live in HDB, you will know, like I said about the Renault thing. Uh, but the next thing is hotel rooms are generally in, in, in a certain structure where a room next to another room, right? The, the toilets are side by side. Meaning that each room, the, the room side by side is mm. laterally inverted. Mm. So, and hotel rooms tend to have very thin walls generally. Mm. So, um, I really want, I, I'm really not surprised if the sound can actually be from the next room. Next, with regards to the sanitizer, uh, sorry, it's not sanitizer, but shower gel. Yeah. The, 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 the smell. Mm. Um, 
I firstly, like like John said, I don't think there's a difference, especially lavender with such a strong fragrance, right? I think there's no mm. difference in the smell of the shower gel or uh, essential oil, or actually mm. real lavenders. My next question is this. Yes, it sounds very dramatic that when the boyfriend experiences that there was this smell, mm. but did they really check whether the hotel has those, you know, auto air freshener kind of thing? Ah. You know, where you just at a certain time? Ah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Could that be possible because then where that, where hotel that spurts out? Hotel mana ada that? Hotel rooms God. don't have. Go, 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 go. Which hotel rooms you go? The budget one I go don't have. Eh? <laughs> I don't know how budget you go. I <laughs> really have this. La, so I'm just wondering if this was a possibility. <laughs> la. Mm, yeah. Interesting, interesting. I Okay, I like, I have, I have a different version of residual haunting. Right. Mm. Uh, the mm. way the the way that I see them, you know, is uh the focus is more on the residual, right? It's called a haunting because it's what you perceive it to be, but what it really is is just a memory, right? You know, something that has been sort of ingrained in that space over time, and you're picking up on it, you know. So maybe there was a long time long time resident that bathed at three twenty eight a.m. every mo- uh, every morning, okay, and that that memory has been remembered, has been recorded by the space. And in a certain moment of sensitivity, you pick up on that, like a replay, right? Not that the spirit is still there bathing, but it's just a replay. You pick up on the memory because it has to be routine enough to be remembered. Um, it, someone, I think Desmond mentioned, right? What a shame that they didn't go to the bathroom to check whether the shower actually was on. Because it's a totally different story if the shower was running. Mm. Then it will be more it, like what... Or you, even what, if they didn't check immediately, was the floor wet after... Correct. You know, yeah, like, you know? Because yeah. then it will be more like what Eugene experienced. Mm. Right? But mm. if it's just the sound of the shower, you Hard know, to then to, yeah. to me, it could easily be a, a, a remembered sound. Mm. Okay? Right? Um, that, that, that That's one. And then, on the other hand, the, 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 the sleep paralysis that the boyfriend experienced, you know, uh, given that it's the second night that he experienced it, Right, so you already had a creepy thing that happened the first night. Mm. I think the second night, you know, he would be pr- he would be primed for sleep paralysis. Even if you're not scared after you see your girlfriend being scared, you also Correct. get scared by association. Yeah, you know, and as we pointed out, the boyfriend I think was more triggered by it than she was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not it's not not surprising that he kind of freaked out, mm. right? Experienced sleep paralysis, immediately assumed it was some uh, uh, malevolent because mm. you know we often do, right? Mm. You know, so yeah, you know, I wish that she had checked. You know, I think that would really you know sort of clarify. You know, if you're out there in the group, please let us know. Did you actually check? You know whether it was dry or not. Whether the bathroom even had lavender soap or or, or, or shower gel. You know, mm. was there a source for this lavender, right? That would be interesting to know. Mm. I got a message from Karina. Mm. Uh, she said she has a similar experience in her hotel room. She heard ah. someone going, then she smelled flowers. <laughs> and she almost cried. Mm. Then only she realized later it's actually the air refresher going, <laughs> Yeah, but even you know, more. <laughs> Even more scary, you heard someone go, Psst, but someone who is floating near the ceiling because oh! it was coming from above you. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, <laughs> hantu kentot lah, that's why. Ah, do <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, but really... 3.28am is a weird time for, for the thing to go, Psst. Oh, I guess it does it at regular intervals. Yeah, so I mean, if it's regular timing, 
right? Mm. So True. yeah, residual True. haunting could be one. The air mm. freshener could be another. Hearing <laughs> sounds from an other bedroom could Traveling be traveling through. Yeah. yeah. So mm. I think if it would make it a little bit more convincing for all of us if they go mm. and check and really the shower turn on and they go like, "Hey, my xiao xiao okay?" Then the shower turn off. Okay, hard, hard to explain <laughs> away, right? Okay, I give you that. Okay, last one. The last hey, sorry, one. Yeah, but sorry, that being ahead. said, right? Mm. But usually yeah. a lot of paranormal incidents occur between 3 to 4 a.m. All right. Yes. That seems mm. to be the prime time. So that's very interesting because it's 3.28. I don't know what significance it has. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she actually set an alarm, but she forgot that the alarm was yeah. set at the time. Either that or she or she traveled and actually your watch actually changes the, the, you know, the time zone. No, but, but you know when you set when you set alarm, right? Uh, when you go to mm. a different time zone, right? Uh, it mm. stays on your original time zone and it sets with All the right. new time zone. So you achieve time, the alarm rings at a different time. So that All could right. be a possibility mm. as well. But I don't think uh. it's the air refresher because if the air refresher, you will have, you will have intermittently at a, more times she would have heard it yes. she would have yeah it would have come but it could be that she never noticed it until she was freaked out okay <laughs> anyway E.T. Desmond say he's thirsty uh. okay like EMF alright <laughs> so what I'm having today is a Saxonburg Shiraz from wow, South Africa wow nice nice I'm not sponsored but this is McQuaycan Black Label I'm not sponsored lah day I sponsored by my own pocket. La. My second okay. bottle is Pinot Noir 2013. Wow. Okay. For those who don't drink out there, <laughs> lemon yuzu vitamin water. Oh, healthy, oh. say. Wow. Oh, smells like I can get high immediately. Sir. Two shots. Uh, high. Mm. Mm, okay. it smells, like, smells like shower soap. John, anyway, uh, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Good to be cheers, back. Cheers. <laughs> oh. Mm. Okay. 12 20 right now. John, you want to take the last story? Sure. Okay. This one is titled The Old Man Knocks Twice. Question by Anon. Just to share a freaking chilling encounter in Bangkok that happened 10 years ago. Back then, I was a relationship manager in a bank. Our branch has this twice a year team bonding activity and usually it's an overseas trip. That year, due to our branch budget, our team decided to have our team bonding in Bangkok. We were in our 20s, so we were all really excited about the shopping, massage and havoc drinking sessions. The hotel we chose was the something Hotel Pratunam in the Pratunam area. It was newly built and looks really swanky. Me and three of my colleagues, all girls, were assigned to the last two rooms at the corner while the guys were staying one floor above us. The first two nights were alright. No strange encounters. It was probably because we were out the whole day and only got back to the hotel after 1am to catch a few hours of sleep before going out early the next day. On the third night, we made plans to check out a new Thai pub around 10.30pm. Since it was raining, we decided to stay in the hotel to wait it out. Two of my colleagues staying next to our room came over to our room, the corner room, to chit-chat with us. I was having a headache and decided to rest on the bed instead. I was half asleep, but I could still hear the girls chit-chatting. Suddenly, we heard knocks on our door. The girls stopped chatting and one of them went to see who it was via the peephole. But there was no one there. All of us felt a little spooked. 
It was a distinct and ominous series of knocks. It wasn't our imagination. Also, there was a doorbell. If it was hotel staff, they would likely press the doorbell, right? Nevertheless, the girls continued their chit-chat. Less than two minutes later, the knocking started again, this time louder as if someone was banging on the door. By now, I was already fully awake. One by one, my colleagues went to the peephole to check, but there was really nobody outside the door. Then someone suggested opening the door to look. Maybe it was one of the boys just trying to be funny. I had a very strong sense that something wasn't right. So I stayed in the bed while three of my colleagues opened the door. To their horror, they saw an old man standing in front of them. His back was turned to them and he was badly hunched. They couldn't see his face. Slowly, he glided towards the wall and disappeared into it. The girls screamed and slammed the door shut. When they regained their composure and related the incident to me, they were literally trembling. That night, needless to say, we ended up going to bed early and never joined the male colleagues at the Thai pub. It was our last night in Bangkok and we had to catch the flight back home in the late afternoon. The three girls who saw the old man apparition decided to put that chilling episode behind when we got back to Singapore and went back to our normal lives. However, five days later, the three colleagues started falling sick one by one with the same symptoms, high fever that wouldn't go down even after medication. They were either suffering from insomnia or night terrors, and this went on for two weeks. One of the girls sought help from a local feng shui master, but there was no improvement. Luckily, under the recommendation of one of the girl's uncles, we went to a temple medium in Batu Pahat in Malaysia. The medium was accurately able to point out what happened in Bangkok. After some prayers and cleansing, the girls recovered. Hmm, I, this one is the freakiest for me, man. Wow. It sounds like a short film that we talked about. Hmm, it goes mortem. Three Ooh. eyewitnesses. Three. Tell me hmm. this is exhaustion. Tell me this is EMF. How do you explain this? Hey, why you say uh, EMF like that? Alama, <laughs> purposely one. Okay. Sial. <laughs> All right, man. Come, E.T., what do you think? You sure I should go first? I think I should go last. Okay, <laughs> you want to okay. go last? John, you sure? go? Wow. I'm not ready. Like. I was reading. Okay, okay. I go, I go. Huh? <laughs> I go. This one. Limpego. It must be the hantu, guys. No if, no else, no then, no but. Three eyewitnesses account seeing old man. Old man did not walk away. Old man glided to the wall and disappeared. Okay? And we have three of them getting sick. And not even a type where you take medication and you can heal. And they had to go down to... Um, obviously, they went to see a feng shui master and they, what can a feng shui master do, okay? So, this is the problem with a lot of people who are not versed in supernatural and they cannot this kind of thing. They don't know where to seek help from. Come to supernatural confessions. Huh? We can guide you. Now, then when they went to the girl's uncle and they went to a temple medium in Batu Pahat, what was not written in this, but it was actually written in the actual one, was it mm. says that they did not share any of the Bangkok story with the medium, but the medium knew exactly what happened and what they've been inflicted by. Yeah. Mm. So, knocking on door, why the spirit knock on door? I cannot tell you why. I, I, don't, I don't know why either. Is it residual? Right? Will you get a recurring haunting? 
doesn't sound like it. So to me, it sounds like this spirit did not agree with these kids somehow. There's something about these kids that offended him. But they cannot come into the room. Maybe the room is uh, the people carrying protection amulets or something. They, he cannot come in, but he keep knocking. Keep knocking. But when I look at the image of opening a door, because don't forget, they look at the peephole, they couldn't see anything. Nothing. They opened the door, they saw the man there, back facing them, hunched very badly. Glided away. If I had been there to see this, this is not something I would forget very easily. And I will be quite traumatized, to be honest. Right? Um, so to me, everything points towards this particular incident as something that is extremely paranormal. And I am I am very drawn into this story very much. Because hmm. at the point of time when they were the knocking sound, don't forget, if you are saying that power suggestion, they were really afraid, uh, you know, like the previous story where the boyfriend was informed of the spirits, right? And uh, the girl's experience and then he got scared. This one, they thought it was the boys from upstairs playing a trick on them. So, so yeah, I, I, I feel that this particular hotel that they, they have gone in, they have experienced something extremely real and rare. Okay, John. I'm curious to know. I mean, okay, as, as, as I was reading it, my first response was, would I, my first thought was, would I stay in the room after that? Would I be too scared to go out? Or would I be too scared to stay? And would I rather spend the night at the type up? You know, with with the safety of people and noise, all right? Then just have a thin door between me and the old man who glides through walls, therefore... <laughs> you no, know? but I can understand because if I were to go out, I would have to mm. step out of my room. But I would go to the Taipa. I wouldn't think that far ahead. <laughs> right now, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. He glides through walls, for goodness sake. But you, you know, know, you know how people when they are afraid, they run to the room and pull the blanket over themselves because that that thin blanket gives them the security. And these are, I, I would imagine that they found more security in the room than being outside. And with red underwear. Mm. Maybe they all, all these I, girls never wear the red tongs lah. That's what. I think uh. they trap. I think they trap themselves even more by being in the room. You know. Um. So several things occur to me. You know. Uh. I can't draw a conclusion from them, but they are interesting. Number one is the interesting fact that the story is being told by the one person who was not an eyewitness. Mm. Right. So that's very interesting. Right. Uh. And because she didn't see, she didn't forsake. Hmm. Right, so what? Uh, yeah, some clues are suggested by this. Uh, I do think that if I saw something like that, like the three friends, and then were terrified enough to experience night terrors subsequently, <clears throat> I would forsake. You know, psychosomatically speaking, I would have freaked myself so badly I would forsake. Anyway, whether or not they were cursed by the old man or, you know, was it a situation where you see you gonna, you see you gonna, right? You know, but there's also the, the very simple fact that seeing something like this yeah. will throw you into a spin and your body just collapse, all right? You know, you're not going to be well. You're not going to be well because you can't deal, right? Uh, so the falling sick was a natural, I think, follow-on, but whether it was the, 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 the sight of the old man that cursed them, I had to say lah. Right, um, there are there are possibilities, right? Um, 
I think he was an a, a much stronger entity, possibly if there was such a thing, possibly a god. You know, I'm very every time I see old man, uh, you know, I I don't think ghost first. Mm. I think deity. You mm. know, mm. and if you and when you said offended, hmm, even more interesting, right? You know, because uh, yeah lah, easier to offend deities lah, cause you know, they atas right? You know, um. Why knock on one door and then glide through a wall? I guess is a question that stays in my mind. You know, because I assume you glide into a wall. That was someone else's room, right? Yeah, yeah. I assume opposite the corridor, right? So you glided into someone else's room. So did he come out of that room? Want to get in? I I don't know, right? Uh, that one puzzles me a little bit. You know, um, yeah. See, uh, Ernest Doe is also saying that means the old man was in the room. And knocked on the door to be let out. Oh, ha ha ha! Yeah, but then he's locking. He's knocking the wrong door, right? Oh, he oh unless he was. He's in the room. Huh? No, but he wasn't in the room. That's the point. He was outside the door, facing the other room. Now maybe hmm. when by the time they open, he already has uh. moved out, and he continued gliding. Then no need to knock, what? He already could go out, what? He's inside, man. He's like, eh, hey, Kaimane, what allow this woman? Oh, chit chat, chit chat. Oh, allow them annoying, leh. Let me go. Then you put Kaimane, I myself go. Then he just flew. <laughs> I don't know. Hard to say, right? Hard mm. to say. Ah, uh, you like that? Make fun, ah? Uh, tonight you fever. Hey, oh, see, mm. how do you not feeling well already? You know. But I think the sight of the 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 figure not looking right, but facing away and the face hidden. That's just you know that that that's just. Icing creepy, on the cake, lah. Yeah. yeah, creepy as hell. Creepy as hell, right? You know. Um, but okay, come, et. Yeah, et. Take us over with this one. What, what's very your inter- take? Very interesting because John actually brought up something which it didn't occur mm. to me until now. Mm. So why does only the people that see the so-called hantu get sick? Mm. Actually, mm. generally they are in the same vicinity. Why only right. those that use the eyes and see then get sick? Mm. Why? Is it because our eyes very poor? You know, they, they said, right, COVID last time can go through eyes or don't know what, right? Don't know this kind of crap. <laughs> but Hantu, I don't see why. But that's very interesting because I realized that many, many paranormal mm. uh, so-called occurrence, right? It's only the fuller that cited something Correct. that The fuller next to me never see. Why don't kena? Mm. So, so is it real that because the eyes are the window to the soul, <laughs> That means a different yeah. message that it really goes so, right into you. I mean, it just, I just had this epiphany like so one minute ago. Imagine where... Malayan said the exact same line. Oh, really? You said uh, exact timing. Really? Yeah. The yeah. eyes are the windows the to your soul. The windows to your soul. Yeah, so I really wondered because when, when John said that, then it just, I had this epiphany. Uh, really? Is is that is that it? Because it, I, mm. my 20 years, right? It, that has never occurred to me. So this <laughs> is something new because <clears throat> mm. I never realized that until now. So, that could be a possibility. Mm. Okay, um, so why I wanted to go last is because as much as I want to say that it was their imagination, but their experiences sound exactly like something I've been through. <gasps> oh, nice. And if you remember my Red Hill experience, yes. right? I was sick for two weeks. I yes. had recurring nightmares, which is very, very consistent with what they, they said. I was so sick, I was actually coughing blood and I was growing weaker and weaker. Mm. Mm. Now, that was not the only thing. Now, I'm telling you that the back of my the hair, the back of my neck is standing. Now, reading about that hunchback old man, uh. it really sent shivers down my spine, even though I read this in a day. Because they sent me this a few days ago. I read it in a day. 
I have this exact same experience. Okay, now I'm telling you, it's mm. really damn creepy. Oh, okay, oh. I have this same experience before. I woke up before in cold sweat and when I turned mm. to the left of my bed, there was this old lady that was shivering, squatting next to my bed, just by my bed. So I was within arm's reach. And I don't know why, but when I read this story, oh. the entire feeling is very different when I do a CSI for most stories, which is why I told Tay to leave this to the last because it mm. should be the finale because it just sends mm. shivers down my spine. And you don't have many stories that send that kind of shivers down my spine. So whatever they said seems very, very consistent to a typical type of real haunting that we cannot explain. Are you And saying... especially when I mm. have actually experienced it, uh, I'm not saying that only when I experience it is Hantula, but this one seems very intriguing. Mm. Uh, everything points to the spot that it might not actually be the EMF. So cheers. <laughs> and with all the stories that we went through, this one actually has every single evidence. They went to check. They had people falling sick. They had multiple weaknesses. So everything mm. points to the fact that it might be something that's actually paranormal. It it must be the... No, I wouldn't say it must be, but there's a very high chance, like 80 to 90% chance, it might not be something that can be explained by science. It's probably the... I don't know. Some you're Thai, gonna, Kawan, you know. Like that, but, <laughs> but I would think that hmm. this really points to the fact that it's probably a, a, a very legit haunting. OMG! That's why this must be the last story because I really think it, it's really very intriguing. Uh, everything points to a real fact that this is probably something not ordinary and it's probably something that's paranormal. Oh my God. We have... Hmm, we have interesting. it. Interesting. We have it, guys. Interesting. Of all the stories, <laughs> this was the best story I felt. And John felt the same way. They also felt the same way. We oh. all had the same feeling towards this story. God. Oof. Okay, la, okay, la. it really means so much Ooh. to you all. Yes, yes, okay. I think there's a chance, a very small chance, <laughs> it might be the freaking Hantu. Alrighty! <laughs> Cheers! Oh, look at that t-shirt, man. Look at that t-shirt. Beautiful. Uh, hmm, okay. okay no, but really, this one, this one, um, oh my God, Joel Go just sent in $20 and says, go! <laughs> yeah. Ah, so so my question is, what hantu? It's definitely not the hantu tete. Hantu orang tua. <laughs> I have no idea why it is. Hantu bongko. So 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 that's a very interesting question that John asked because why were they being disturbed? Yeah, could they have you actually know? ruffled some feathers and stuff like that? Um, I I can't remember the story. Uh, guys, can you refresh me? Was it a corner room? I don't think it was. Was oh, it a no, corner room? No, I think it's a corner it's room. Not a corner room, right? Was it corner eh? room? Yes, corner, corner room. room. Okay, so room. I, in my research, right, I was reading about all the superstitions and stuff like that. They say you should never take the corner room, which I never believe. Like, why la? Why? I mean, okay, so to me, the corner room is because it probably has the most echo because like it's like empty corridor kind of thing, right? So it mm. kind of like bounces off walls and stuff like that. Right. Um, but why the corner room, right? Because nobody wants it. So, okay, so this is very, another interesting thing, la. Just uh, this not I don't know if it's called superstition or anything, but don't be a bitch when you're you're dealing with the hotel stuff. Okay, don't insist <laughs> when they say they're fully booked and you say you want a room because chances are they probably <laughs> give you a room like that. 
Okay, so prove me wrong and go for it so we can have another confession uh, and a story to tell. <laughs> because that's what they say. I have no idea because I don't work in a hotel, but I do hear many stories that there are hotel rooms which are reserved and they're not meant to give it out. Like if you really insist it, then you might actually have a very interesting story for us. Right. Mm. Well, this is uh, for Kara moderators that consists of Janan, consists of Lean and Ivan. To uh, this is a, a call out for you guys to work with the community, and uh, I mean, do what you guys have done today. Uh, I'm so grateful for confessions that came in, and you see, we have ran till twelve thirty seven, and I I honestly do not feel that it's been that long. It's been three hours. Uh, all wow. the confessions. Three, three, three hours more, and the shower will come on, and you will smell <laughs> that. So. Three to the eight, exactly. I will try yeah, and bye. smell it because I have sleep apnea, so I'll see whether that's all right, man. Long. Goodness. It's it's <laughs> wonderful. I I love today's session. Thank you so much, John. Thank you so much, ET mods, and obviously, especially all you guys are watching us tonight and up to twelve thirty seven a.m. Uh, joining us on this Friday, Good Friday evening. Uh, thank you to uh, Elaine Chua, Joel Go as well, and all our patrons uh, for supporting mm. us, uh, giving us your love and support to make this thing possible. I yeah. I. I don't know what to say. I mean, uh, someone Ericsson, Ericsson, who's a, actually one of the pioneers of Supernatural Confession, says he, can't, he counted. It's only hmm. two times in six years, four years, four, <laughs> once a fifth year. Wait, 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 I see, only say it was a high chance. I didn't say it. We will buy that high chance. We will take that for our... For our we will take that. We'll good take enough. Every, good enough, good enough. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you want to support us, uh, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Supernatural Confessions. Mm. Uh, you can you can join us in different tiers for uh, different, different perks. Uh, we are here every Friday. And uh, of course, uh, just just a big shout out again, once again, if you want to do the cleansing of Pancha Kosha, this is with Guru Murali. It's on the 15th of April. Contact me for information. Uh, I'm just organizing this because I am going for it myself. So anybody wants to come along, mm. uh, feel free. Uh, we will just split the cost. And uh, well, ET is... It's always a blast having you on show. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, you let people see your t-shirt. Lah. What, what? Wait, I never wear my other hat. Lah. After Timo said, I never wear the other hat. Yeah, yeah, wear the other hat. Wear the other hat. <laughs> Tell us a bit more about this no, other hat. What's this other hat about? Tell us. Wait, wait, what have, what were you doing? Give me because his hair got no hair. Oh my so God. He cannot hear you. He cannot hear you. He cannot hear you. Hey, your, your hair got lesser since the last time. All right, what's the hat say? Okay. People are wondering oh. what happened after you guys, uh, you know, take a step back from Supernatural Confessions. Where can they okay. find your podcast? So actually, we took a long break because we got kids and stuff like that, right? And really, kids are, you know, running around the Collieros. You, you hear, right? I tell you, I tell you. That, <laughs> the which reality is, why, is worse than the haunting. <laughs> which is why I'm so certain it wasn't the hantu because I hear my kids running in the next room. It sounds like hantu, you know? The exact same thing. And it's <laughs> so, yeah, it's cool. Exactly. No, yeah, no. Their school is totally peaceful. Confirm no haunting one. The only haunting comes when they come back from school. So yes, thank you guys. Uh, thank you for having me on. I think Tim was on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, we're running Radio Paranormal Singapore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So we're running Radio Paranormal Singapore. Um, mm. The thing is, we're having a break because uh, Tim and I, we're not as active as you guys. 
uh, we got our stuff to do and we are really dealing with our hantus, uh, which is actually our kids. <laughs> so it, it really takes us some time to produce episodes and, uh, you know, both of us are OCD and everything. So, you know, team wants everything perfect and stuff like that. And you know how I am, right? I just like say things and yeah, so it needs to be edited and stuff. So it really takes some time to get the show together. Mm. So I'm glad that, that you know, I'm back here. Uh, really brings back a lot of memories from the mm. days that we were operating out of team's condo <laughs> which is why the first thing i asked like where's elvin because i don't trust day with his you know electronics <laughs> and stuff because there's one entire episode i don't know what episode that was that we were talking uh, and everything and they did not plug the microphone in nah. I, I oh plug, man instead of plugging into the mic i plugged into the headphone jack so we didn't uh, record uh, sound for the whole episode so we recorded the whole thing well right let's edit it then it was just like static no sound. Wow. Uh, that was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I come a long way since then. Now, new mic, new lighting. Yes, new yes, mic. yes. It was perfect. That's why I was so surprised. But yes, nice. they has uh, really improved uh, hair and everything. Everything has got better, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you guys. Thank you for having me. Hope mm. to catch you guys again on Supernatural Confessions. If not, Radio Paranormal Singapore, we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. So mm. it's something that we work together. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. And a live live show that we're going to have at the end of this year. Hopefully, you guys can make it as well. We have not planned anything for it yet, but we'd love to have our Hall of Famers back. You know, mm. I, I feel that uh, Singapore is such a small place and we all love the Hantu. And, you know, this kind of, there's only so much content I can cut and produce a week, right? And different different hosts, different style, different channels. If you guys are a fan of Supernatural, in Singapore, for this very small, freaking tiny island, there is absolutely no lack, no lack mm. in great, high-quality Supernatural content. So thank you so much. Uh, perhaps, you know, one day we'll go for our Mukata again. Yeah? Oh, <laughs> wait, uh, I need to say something as well. So mm. knowing Tay for so long, he's introduced me, I've thanked him and everything. I have to mention John as well. Um, I've always met John when he runs his uh, 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 chestnuts thing and he's always my hero. Right? So before this show, we spoke a bit. And you know, I'm glad that this guy is standing on the side of the EMF. La. Anyone that's not on the hunt. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, keep quiet first. Okay, let me talk. Take I'm a guest. I have the right to talk. Relax, 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 relax. So... You know, as long as anyone's not standing on the side of the the, hun, the hantu, I'm really glad that John is the guy that's really logical. Lah, that, you know, he would give that balance to this show. And which is why I think this show would be great because I, I see that similarity. He see, you know, the points he picked up because honestly, uh, John has never seen my notes. I, in fact, I didn't even share my notes to any of nope. them. When he said things, I was like, hey, what the hell? I'm very sure Tay or Tim won't pick this up. How come this guy pick up? So I think it's going to be perfect. And mm -hmm. yes, I think this show is going to be really far, go, go really far because he has the ability uh, to actually be the EMF. Lah. He's going to be All the right, next man. EMF, I'm telling grooming you. Any, grooming any, grooming any. You guys better watch out. Prepare your glasses. John is going to be the EMF. That was yeah. a oh. legacy moment right legacy. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, 12.45am you guys have been a wonderful audience hanging out with us all this time we have still 200 concurrent viewers it's crazy uh, thank you right, so much man. guys good night everybody and we'll be back next week next mm -hmm. week Melanie will be joining us Melanie is someone if you have been for our live live show last year she mm -hmm. stood up and she's she was the one who spoke up because she's an ex-police woman yeah. and she told a story and she actually confessed something or I recorded it on uh on video, but she's also coming in as a guest next Friday. 
Okay. Uh, also, Kimberly, Kimberly the nurse, one of our very first few. Uh, you know, you know, George. Uh, 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 Et, you know Kimberly, right? Kimberly and um, the, the, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So that uh, she and her husband is going to make an appearance as well. So nice. Really, uh, <laughs> we have a lot of things in store for you. Once again, uh, patreoncom slash confessions is the way you can support us. Buy us a coffee as well, uh, mm. and just all just tune in, listen to us, give us a comment. Thank you to the moderators, Kara and team, uh, for supporting us in this today's wonderful special edition ET mm. Paranormal Radio Singapore go check them out in fact on Spotify if you go to Supernatural Confessions under recommended yeah uh, you'll see them as well high quality yeah, shit yeah man yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, man. Let's, also also yeah. tomorrow uh, Eugene and I will be in Changi again we are starting up our new round of yeah. Walk with Hantu Changi Tours so today was the first day right was it tomorrow. yesterday yesterday tomorrow, tomorrow it starts day. today because every Thursday and oh, Saturday today, yes, today now yeah. but tomorrow we are at full house already Nice. Next week, can you guys en- do they allow you guys to enter actually? No, la, cannot. <laughs> no, sure. Yeah. Try la. I, I, the last time <laughs> I tried, I go in. I got a phone call from Bedok yeah. Camp, la, Bedok Police Station. La. No, do you remember yeah, that we, we were there? No, Tay, do you remember when we were there during the tour? Yeah. The last time with Tim O actually as a guest. Correct. correct. And mm. people actually <laughs> saw figures in the window. Do you yes, remember that? Yes. Yeah. Mm. So and that's then, why, you know, this is a legit thing. Right. It's not mm. bullshit. Because honestly, I went to the most haunted house in uh, what, what Scotland. Uh, uh, voted mm. by the BBC. Uh, 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 boring. Uh, tell you, old Chinese uh, hospital, that's the place Chinese to be. Still I mean, they cannot, they cannot mm. compete. They cannot mm. compete. So please, if you're interested in Changi at all, before before Changi is so pretty that the ghosts move out, uh, <coughs> right? before it gets cleaned up, Right, exactly. gather your friends. Let us uh, let us know if you're interested. There's a super discount for all SC folks, yeah. right? So you can find out more. It's all on the web page. And sorry, can now- I ask? So where are you guys leading them to? Just curious. So mm-hmm. then you know everyone can hear where all you guys are. corners of Changu. All corners of Changu. Ten, ten solid locations. Uh, you know, oh, you ten. Know what? Oh, yeah. I guess more than what what we used to do, man. <laughs> hey, why didn't you come down for our tour as well, Iti? Yeah, I yeah come and join really, us. You know what time the thing start? 7.30. Finish at 10.15. We do, early, we do huh? a morning tour for you. Ah. <laughs> no. Does everyone know the location? Because I would love to know the location. Changi Ferry we... Terminal, we start there. We go along uh-huh. the boardwalk. Right? Okay. We uh-huh. walk by the main road. And mm. we go... Okay, so some places right? like you have the SQ... Uh, um, Sports Center. Sports Center. Oh, okay. Saudi Hospital, yeah. of course. Okay. Uh, Shelley M. Shelley M, yeah, that one. So, yeah. Don't 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 say too much online. Oh, yeah, don't, so don't sorry, 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 sorry. Secret, la, secret. Yeah. But it sounds, yeah. it sounds like the places we used to go. And yeah. these are yeah. really. I mean, everyone always asks me. You know, I've been a paranormal research for so researcher for so long. They ask me, "Where's the most haunted place?" It's exactly the places where you guys are going to. Yeah. Changi is like for some freaking reason, right? The most haunted place. I don't because know if it's in it's... the corner. It's in the corner. <laughs> but I tell you, but no, no, wait, wait. Besides the corner, right? The satellite dishes. God, what? Got what? Ah, what? Yeah, oh, yeah, bottoms up, man. Well, bottoms up a bit fierce, lah. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Can can. Let's say our All goodbyes, right. guys. Uh, Good night, guys. That's it. <laughs> what the fuck? Huh? You lost oh. it, lah. Good night, tag guys. Tagline tag time. Tag line oh, time. oh, really? Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Come. I'll, I'll guess. I'll guess that first. Come. <laughs> it must be the. Yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> John, over okay. to you. Um, okay. Remember when you go to a hotel, knock on the door, 
but it doesn't help you because the ghosts are in the corridor. <laughs> Good night. And the greatest trick that the devil has ever pulled is convince you that everything must be the EMF. Good night, everybody. We'll see you guys, <laughs> night, guys. next week. Oh. Bye. Good night. What did you find? You are listening to Supernatural Confessions. <laughs>